Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. You like that? Does that work? I don't know. My name is Ian. Welcome to the show. I am glad you're able to join me, whether this is your first time or many times. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We have another great one for you today. I am very excited. My special guest today is Steve Goldberg from the band Desires. They just had their first EP come out called The One You Feed on Third String Records. It's really, really good. Now, I know you've heard me talk about Desires on the show before. It was great getting a chance to catch up with Steve, kind of go over the EP and everything else is going on for him and the band. Make sure you go out, pick up the one you feed, maybe pick up a shirt, do something. You know, hey, there are new bands starting out. Make sure you get a bundle, make sure you get the EP, whatever it happens to be. Support these guys, they definitely deserve it. I will have links in the description of the episode, like I always do, but make sure. In order to find all things Desires, make sure to go to facebook.com slash desiresband, merchnow.com slash catalog slash desires, twitter.com slash wearedesires, and instagram.com slash wearedesires. Just look up anything around that area. Look up Third String Records, find the EP, iTunes, everything in between. Support the band, just like I said before. I'll have all these links in the description of the episode, so please do that for sure. I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation I had with Steve. I've been a fan of Desires since their inception. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. It was very interesting. I think you're going to learn something. Like I said before, I'm trying to shorten these intros so that you get right to the good stuff. I'm going to make sure that I mention that going into the conversation, I'm going to play Crux from The One You Feed. It's a track all the kids are moshing to. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. And then at the end of the show, I'll also be playing Mercury from The One You Feed as well. So going to throw it to the conversation with Steve, then come back, and then myself, Ty, and Jackson are going to continue the show with news, album reviews, concerts, everything that's going on in the scene, you know, however you want to say it. Uh, But we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot to debate. There's a lot to go over. There are tons of new news, friends of the show, everything, every which way. So without further ado, the conversation with Steve will begin right after Crux. Enjoy.
Hey everyone, and we are back with Steve from the band Desires. You just had your brand new EP come out last week. It's called The One You Feed. I just want to jump into it right away. We're going to talk about a ton of stuff, but at least for right now, how are you feeling with the new EP being out for everyone? Um, It's really cool, especially because my two favorite songs on the EP were previously unreleased. Uh, The two singles that we put out were ones that we kind of tested with people and they liked the most, but it was cool to put out my two favorite songs and see how people reacted. Um, Yeah, but besides that, though, I mean, everyone has been saying cool things. Obviously, there's, like, you know, the one or two YouTube people that are going to say negative comments, (laughs) but besides that, like, I mean, even people on leak sites are, are giving us good feedback, so it's really cool to see. Oh, that's great. Now, going back to what you just mentioned, so is that On Being Alone and Mercury, then, are your two favorites, or is it also the last track? Yeah, um, Ochre and Mob's really, uh, really cool. It's different, and it's something that we wanted just to like close out the uh, EP, but yeah, Mercury is my favorite song for sure. Um, I think it's, I don't, it's really hard to pick favorites. It's just that we've been playing those songs, and people haven't known them, so like sure. they don't know how to react. They can't sing along, anything like that. And I mean, we even like our first shirt that we put out had lyrics from on being alone and, you know, no one knows that like they just know our songs and like, where the hell is that lyric from? So, um, yeah, I it's yeah, it's not fair to say that they're my favorites, but I'm just glad that now we're you know going to be playing songs that people might actually know now. Oh, sure. Yeah, very true. Now, how has it been? 
doing those live shows for because you've been doing it for a little while now. So how is it now having people actually know it a little bit more? You have another tour date coming up at the end of August, right? But are you doing anything in between? Yeah. Um, no, we're kind of just like perfecting our set uh, from here until, yeah, it's August 26th. We're playing a show um, in support of our friends in Sycamore. Um, nice. And we, yeah, they're, they're super good. Yeah, uh, they are. <laughs> We um, yeah, are just perfecting it. We actually are writing a new song right now awesome. um, that we're hoping to play live then. Uh, I mean, we're probably going to be sitting on that for a while, but we're just, you know, perf- <laughs> uh, perfecting a live set. And um, yeah, just really, you know, honing in on what we were doing. We kind of we've played like, you know, seven or eight shows now over the past like six months. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, um, you know, we've been able to kind of see what works and what doesn't work live. Um you know, kind of just like crowd response, things like that. But it's really, it's really cool though. We've seen, you know, a lot of people that already know the words to Crux, like the chorus of it and oh, things like nice. that. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. I mean, it's, it's really good. It's, it's definitely catchy. Safe Haven got me. I, I mean, people have to be singing along with Safe Haven as well, I would imagine. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, every song is pretty good. Um, I mean, Crux just has a pretty straightforward chorus, so it's easier. Um, I mean, I guess Safe Haven does too, but Safe Haven's more like, emo and and (laughs) people's feelings so i gotcha well let me ask you this because i know you did a warp date tour as well how was that different from the other dates that you've done recently it was miserable Uh, no it was it was so fun um but it was so hot and Ah. i mean we played we were lucky we played a uh, battle of the bands with some local bands um from detroit like the metro detroit area yeah and we were picked to play at our local stage which was sweet so you know we got there um and just were pushing our set time you know making sure everyone saw us and we had a crowd of around 75 to 100 people which oh, at warped pretty cool yeah yeah um so i mean it was nice um we had jeffrey stars like table was really close to us so oh, we yeah. had a line that was longer than like the <laughs> amount of people in our group so um <laughs> they like got to listen to us too but right, it yeah. was cool it was just the hottest day on earth ever but besides that it was super fun so. oh very nice what is it like being in that like being in that arena technically do you get to stay around and check out other bands that you have that are favorites of yours do you mm-hmm. you know sell merch as well how'd you do yeah so we um yeah basically we set up a tent with some merch items um we put out a warped exclusive shirt oh. that we basically sold out of i'm pretty sure that day um, and I mean, yeah, it's honestly as good as it was to be able to play a set there and have people see us. It was probably even better to have a merch set, a merch table set up and to be able to walk around and do things like that. Um, and I mean, on the other hand, yeah, I got to see a bunch of my favorite bands for free. So you yeah. can't complain about that. What are some of your favorite bands? What did you actually like? Who were you really super excited to see while you were there? Um, who did I see at Warped? So... Well, our tent was really close to um, the Journey's right foot stage. Okay. But one of the Journey stages. So I saw like Issues, State Champs, um, and Sleeping with Sirens were all playing when we were just kind of like hanging out. Yeah. Um, I saw Amorosa because um, they're just absolutely amazing. Their new record's awesome. Yeah, it is. I saw um, Water Parks. Oh, very and, nice. Uh, I see Stars. Because I see Stars, I've seen they. Um, came up from around the same area yeah and they were playing shows when they were like you know 17 16 years <laughs> old that i went to go see so it was really cool they're they're awesome live um and then another band that we saw was assuming we survive because oh. they're 
Yeah, they're a third string band right. that is on um, that's on Warped right now. So we met them for the first time because they're from Texas, and that was a really cool thing for us. So oh, very cool. Now I guess that actually leads into a few things. So what was that process like to get third string records to release your new EP? Um, not like a super intensive process. Honestly, we were just. It, it was between, you know, trying to push our music and see if anyone liked it and wanted to pick us up or just self-releasing and seeing how that goes. Um, basically, I just tweeted a link of our music to Mike. Uh, I oh. tweeted in Safe Haven and he, he liked it um, once we were like in the middle of working on our on our EP. So once that was done, I sent him a little EPK and he he dug it. So, oh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly invaluable to have him, um, you know, able to promote us and and we're going to play Southwest or uh, South by Southwest in the fall. So, what's it like setting up for a tour date like that? Because you just did Warp Tour, so you knew it was hot, and now you're going to be going to do South by Southwest, and you know it's a similar type of thing. How do you prepare for it? It'll be cool. Um, I know that the So What Fest that he's doing this fall is going to be different than how it usually is. It's oh, not like okay. the it's not the few stage setup at the baseball park. It's actually going to be. A bunch of venues in downtown Dallas. Oh, okay. Um, and then a bunch of like tour packages. So we know we're opening for you know a specific tour package that's coming through, or we're going to be one of the openers. Um, that we're super stoked on. Uh, I don't even know. I guess I can say it because yeah, we're playing uh, balance the balancing composure and foxing tour that's going through. Oh, as very part nice. of, Okay. Yeah, they they announced that, so we're going to be like part of that um, you know tour package, I guess if you will, on that date. Um, but besides that, we're, you know, we just do local dates. So we're figuring out a, t- a van and a trailer. We're figuring out um, if we can do a routing date down there and a routing date oh, back. Sure. Because um, obviously, I mean, that's going to help us too if we can play in, in Kentucky or Nashville or something like that. So. Yeah. As you're going down, yeah, and coming back, basically. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Because nice. we could definitely make the ride in, in one day if we wanted to, but <laughs> it would be cool be able to stop off and play our music for more people so very true indeed that sounds great actually so what do you do right now when you're going ahead and kind of getting the songs down and practicing like what's your normal schedule like how do you make sure and know that a song is ready to go to play live um in all honesty we've been sitting on this music for a really long time Mm -hmm. um so you know even recording demos um we all kind of got a vibe for things um we did get a new guitarist um like halfway through the recording process so he's you know learned our live set but he's played enough shows with us now to where he's perfect um i mean by no means are we perfect live but like i said we've kind of been focusing on different aspects of our live performance to um focus on sure so for instance you know um like there's a cymbal choke that i do at the end of crux that we were working there's um you know a specific solo or uh we cover um, me myself and I by G Easy. Oh, we really? Okay. All right. That in the middle of our set. Um, and so that's something that we always are trying to perfect because we can never get it like 100 <laughs> percent done. But uh, it's I mean it's really fun. Like it's it's just you know evolving every step of the way. And like I said, we finally had like a month break between shows, mm-hmm. so able to focus and and get our set completely down. Um, I mean we practice like once or twice a week okay. and. Like I said, it's it's more so just running through it and staying fresh as opposed to saying, like, we need to get X, Y, and Z done. Like, we, we're pretty familiar with all of our songs, and we 
have a good feel for him. So it's not as complicated as it was when he first was starting. True. That I guess that does actually make total sense. So going to that uh, cover that you were talking about, I remember yeah. a long time back when you guys were part of the charity for Flint, Michigan. Uh, we played, actually. I was talking to Alex, and we played Tearing My Heart by 21 Pies. Do you guys not play that anymore? No, we never played it live. You never? Oh, you never did. Okay. No, we, uh, so when we were first starting, we, um, basically the band kind of started before I was in it as like a metal quarry band. Um, okay. that's what, that's what the path was set for. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I joined and we like kind of were feeling out different, um, you know, song structures and things like that, we went more towards this route. Um, I, I listened to a ton of Law Dispute being as an ocean, things like that. Oh, sure. Um, and honestly, like. I think one big part of making music is finding music that you enjoy and trying to put your own spin on it and produce it and make things that you want to listen to. And that's not just an immediate replicant of something else. Right. So, um, you know, we listen to a lot of being as notion, a lot of law dispute, a lot of, um, the band crooks from the UK. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Band that I listen to nonstop. So that's <laughs> heavily, uh, influenced Mercury, but yeah, so that's, um, that's why we don't play Tear in My Heart is because it doesn't really sound like how we sound now. Right. It'd be right. kind of goofy for us to do. Um, <laughs> sure. I mean, there there are some small parts, but yeah. G-Eazy is a lot more fun. G-Eazy is a rap song, and that's as close to spoken word as you're going to get yeah, in the ex- cover. Exactly. So I, was, I was wondering, I was wondering yeah. if you get this a lot that I hear a little hotel books as well. Are you a fan or are you not? Is well, that we, just something that happened? No, we, uh, we played two shows with them actually recently. I saw that. Yes, yes. How was that? We, uh, it's awesome. Okay. Cam is right. so cool. He, um, quick story. Mm-hmm. He was tweeting one day that he needed a ride from the Finley Air, or from Finley where he was in Ohio mm-hmm. to the Detroit airport. And so me and our drummer went and picked him up. <laughs> this is before we even played with him. Or no, between our two shows, we went and picked him up and drove him to the airport. <laughs> so we got to hang out with him for a bit and talk to him. Um, which again, he's I mean a super down to earth guy. Yeah, his stuff is a lot. Um. Well, the new album that they have is a lot more like Rocky, um, yeah. a, a lot more aggressive than their older stuff, which was basically just like poetry over music. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, we're we're more on the new side of their music. Oh, as absolutely. Well. Yeah. You're you're heavier for sure. There's no doubt yeah. about it. It's just I can tell you have a very unique voice. And when you're transitioning from the screaming to the still screaming a little bit but doing the spoken word you're still heavier than hotel books but you just hear like a little flavor of it if that makes sense. yeah that's something where i'm trying to uh not rhyme so much in ah. in the songs in the writing because like his stuff is you know it doesn't really rhyme there's no. there's not a lot of like uh it's mostly prose like there's not a lot of rhythm to it mm-hmm. um or meter i should say but he you know just delivers like these stories and things like that um and that's something that i tried to do in um god i can't even remember our own song uh i think it's an on being alone um where it's just like you know and now the speck in my iris is less significant like it's something where it didn't rhyme with anything else it's just kind of a break from everything Mm -hmm. um and that's something i want to do a little bit more the song that we're working on right now that's unreleased i don't know when we're gonna even you know be putting it out but um we it's a little bit slower and then it has a jammy chorus and then it's a little bit slower jammy chorus so that'll be um, like give me the opportunity to focus more on the spoken word element of things. So that's an interesting way to go. And I was actually going to ask, it's one of the things I love talking about here on the show is how you decided to do your vocals. Like how did you decide when you were getting into music in the first place? How did you know you were going to do those kind of vocals? 
Um, well, I can't sing. So, <laughs> no, I Well, I mean, I, I disagree. I disagree based <laughs> on this based on this EP, but you're still I guess it's people's different perspective of what singing is, I guess. Yeah, no. I mean, I I've definitely um, taught myself how to sing a little bit better than I, I used to, so I can definitely do more and have a, a little bit more range, even though it's it's not large at all. But I, um, yeah, I actually was in an older band uh, about like a year and a half ago uh, called Unalaska, and it was just like a group of my friends okay. from around the area. Um, I, was, I was searching my mind to see if I had heard them before, and then I thought Ocean's 8 Alaska, but that is not it. So that's... No, that'd be, that'd be sick if I was part of that band. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I was a part of this band called Unalaska, which we actually still have music out and stuff. Um, but it was a more like metalcore sort of Devil Wears Prada meets Killswitch sort of band. Oh sure, uh, okay. But I mean, um, where I'm going with this is it was a lot of just straightforward screaming. And I did um, uh, the single that we put out was called uh, "There's Always Money in the Banana Stand." Feel ah, free sure. to look this up because it is good music. I like, will put, I will find links and I will put it up. There's yeah, no yeah, doubt about I'll, it. I'll send them to you. Um, oh, there we go. Uh, at the end of this song, there was like a spoken word part um, that our our keyboard player wrote the lyrics to, and it just vibed really well, and it was it was amazing. I've I've wanted to several times to take that part from that song <laughs> and put it in songs. I think I'm gonna take the rhythm to it. Because it's it's killer, but I don't want to take the same lyrics. But ah, anyways, sure. so I I did those vocals, um, and you know it's it's what was most comfortable for me, um, and it just kind of I was able to roll with it. And then in desires, it's something that I just kind of kept working on um, because there's no like I hate you know just regular screaming like I'm gonna scream a mid, I'm gonna scream a high, scream ah. a low, it's like that. Like it's it's whatever comes out of my mouth at that time is what's going to come out. Like it's whatever my emotions bring out. Um, and the only other thing I could say that influenced is, um, I'm, uh, good friends with Landon tours of the plot and you. Oh yeah. From, from recording, um, a bunch with him and just seeing, you know, how his musical process goes. Um, he's kind of perfected the pitch scream, yes. which is something on the new plot record. The dude is absolutely insane. I mean, he crazy. can, he can sing people, you know, blowing them out of the water, but, uh, his pitch scream is something I've tried to do, which is on like Mercury and Crux and, yeah, and yeah. The, the choruses are things I'm working on. Um, so yeah, I've definitely you know borrowed a little bit of that for my uh, vocal style. What's crazy is he's also amazing at that live. He's it's stu- it's absolutely yeah. stupid. They're coming through uh, on Friday. I'm gonna go and see them. Oh, are and, you going to the with uh, Era right? Yeah, it's it's a uh, plot Era Siler and Invent Animate. And um, they're probably going to sell out Michigan because that's it's kind of like a hometown show for them. Um, oh, does it count? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like they they're from Ohio. Um, Landon lives in Michigan, so I mean, it's it's going to be sold out. Um, but yeah, I, they're they're absolutely perfect live. Like they're insane live. So yep. and like I said, I mean, Landon is one of the most talented musicians because people just know him for playing really heavy music. But then you can see that he is like you know he put out a rap song that he produced where he sings on it and the dude raps on it. And yep. he put out, you know, a super heavy EP. He put out his dead kid EP, which is basically like, like grungy rap. It's, yep. it's crazy. And he's absolutely insanely talented. Well, if you just look at the way the plot in you has changed from the beginning too, they're a completely oh. different band. Yeah. And I, he hates that music. So it's, I'm not it's, surprised. A lot of people grow- did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's that's really interesting i didn't know that they and also i didn't know that you worked with him as well oh no i was just gonna say um i 
ended up meeting him um, like many other opportunities I've had uh, through Twitter. Oh. And I um, actually shot his uh, music video for Mon Pa. Oh, really? That, okay. A while back. Yeah, I shot the video for that and for Whippets um, when he put out his Dead Kid EP. And yeah, we, you know, uh, became pretty good friends. And he, I mean, he lives fairly close to where I do. So, um, you know, he's helped us with recording. He put out on Alaska's EP and uh, Desire's EP. He produced all of it. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's been a great help. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're pretty good friends. Yeah, I, I love the plot. I heard that tour is awesome. I got to see The Plot in You about a year ago or so, but it was on a separate tour. But my new co-host on Ian Hates Music just went to see them in Dallas and had a review and just said it was amazing. So that's that's great. Now, if you're trying to kind of move your voice more into that side of things, do you Mm -hmm. plan on, like, are there lessons? Are you going to work with him more? Like, if that's your goal, is that what you're going to do? I mean, I definitely want to try to get better at pitch screaming um for choruses and things like that but i don't know there there's a certain point where you know we kind of have to make the conscious decision of if we want to have actual singing in our in our music mm-hmm. if we want to have it as just backgrounds if we want to you know do specific things so i think if we're going to stay with the the like cookie cutter thing that we made with our music you know because we kind of experimented we have a heavier side in mercury we have a softer side in safe haven crux is kind of more run-of-the-mill so is on being alone with like a mixture of both um and i think crux it seems like that's the fan favorite so i think we made a good choice with mixing it that has the breakdown in it that i'm assuming everyone goes crazy for yeah (laughs) i hate that i kind of hate that we have one like (laughs) when everyone's like that's so sick um that makes me laugh all right yeah, but I mean, it's it's cool, um, and that is definitely like we we end our set with that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a song that people can sing the chorus to. They can help me do the vocals, like the, I guess the the mosh call before the breakdown. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's basically just you know we're gonna be taking from what worked on our EP and and moving forward with it vocally too. Well, that is pretty interesting from going from a probable metalcore band to what I guess I would call now melodic hardcore. But then knowing, I guess knowing that you're also looking to do something else, that you're refining what you as a band like to be, and that's what you're working towards, that's interesting to me for sure. And I mean, like I said, it's it's always about making you know, making music that you want to listen to and, and taking inspiration from other bands like I, not even other bands, literally the only music I've listened to recently is the new Capsize album. Oh, it's and, good, and right? Amazing, yeah. yeah. And, and I listened to a shit ton of Halsey and the 1975, which are not <laughs> even closely related to our music. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like if we're not going to, you know, sound like them musically, we can take, you know, their um, their vision with, like, their aesthetic and their live performance and things like that and apply that to the band. Um but I mean, you know, in terms of like capsize or even um, I'm trying to think of another band that we all listen to a ton that, um, you know, would influence us. I mean, I guess even being as notion, yeah. like just taking, you know, things that we enjoy from those bands and saying, you know, how can we make this better? How can we evolve this and make it our own? So that makes total sense. It was very funny for you to bring up 1975 because I just recently had a pop punk band on. Ashley from Take the Fall brought it up that that's what she listens to nonstop and that's affecting yeah. her. That's affecting her music as well. Uh, and then yeah. we just recently on the show did a review for Capsize's new album. And I'm not even going to go through the entire title 
I'm just gonna say a remembrance because that title is huge. <laughs> I don't yeah, remember. Oh, all yeah. But let me ask you this on that album. Did you hear a lot of the used in that? Because 100%. I, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that on the show. It's so the used. Like uh, back when Bert used to scream, of course. But it yeah. is old school used. And do you know, like, have you ever talked to Capsize before? Um, we introduced ourselves for a second at the Warp Day. Yeah, that's what I, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually on uh, the 22nd when we played that date was when their album came out. So they were, you know, they were grinding hard, like they were showing everyone their album and trying to get it out and all this stuff. Sure. So, I mean, you know, we talked with their merch guy for a bit and stuff like that and saw him live. But um, outside of that, not really not any really. intensive talking. But, yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a killer band. Um, they definitely shown how much they can grow oh, yeah. like with one album yep. um, because, yeah, the the addition of singing that he's done on that is incredible like it's it's crazy it's catchy it um is definitely like the throwback feel like i um i hear a lot of like old uh chiodos guitar influences ah, in sure. it okay i love like that was one of the first bands i listened to in like the quote-unquote scene <laughs> um and yeah the used is without a doubt like the first thing that popped in my head i was like all these song uh songs sound like the bird and the worm so yeah i mean that, that's cool with me Eddie- like it's totally even a little further back too. I heard a little in love and death too as well for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Good. Because we were talking about that. We weren't sure if we were crazy or not. So that's You're not. <laughs> oh, phew. all right. Not on that one at least. All right. right. Well, let me let me ask you this, just because you you had just brought it up. What did you grow up listening to that made you kind of wanting to go into what you're doing now? Um. Okay. So what did I listen to that? Made me want to get into doing what I do now. Yeah. Like, um, where, how did your musical taste evolve? Yeah, uh, well, definitely the first band I ever listened to in the scene, uh, per se, is um, Chiodos. Because okay. they're local, um, or were local, I should say, RIP. But right, right. Um, they, yeah, uh, Baby One Last a Minute on the Creek. Um, gotcha. And then after that, I was just a humongous fan um, of Craig Owens and the whole feel and all of that. Um, besides that, though, grew up with a lot of, like, Victory Records bands. Hawthorne Heights was huge. Sure, sure. Um, you know... <laughs> I guess the, the emo phase is still lingering a little bit, but it's still there a bit. Yeah, exactly. But that's <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I mean, obviously it grows, but man, I'm trying to think. It's just so weird because I don't listen to a lot of that music. I mean, I can still you know get down to like heavy music, but yeah. it's just not my my first thing. Like it's either hip hop or like pop music. Oh, interesting. Which I feel okay. So I feel so awful saying, but. <laughs> how it goes also the devil okay have you heard their new stuff at all um so i like the space ep yeah i don't love it and then uh daughter the new song that they put out is good but it's like uh me and my friend were talking about it it's a song that you can jam but it's not anything you haven't heard before from them and that's where that's where i was on it too so i totally agree with that i I definitely think it's been a slowly, you know, slowly, gracefully falling down from uh, <laughs> P. But well, they keep on getting rid of members of the original band. Yeah, and how do you how do you make a a new album without Daniel Williams? Like it doesn't even. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm with you. So yeah, that's actually, <laughs> actually that is interesting though that you're listening to more, you know, pop and more rap now. And mm-hmm. do you see it as just something that you're listening to on the side? Do you think it'll make its way into your music? Um, rap, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, all right. I mean, it well, it definitely helps with like the spoken word aspect of things, and 
man, just like different cadences and different like rhythms that you can throw into songs that can make a melodic hardcore sound uh, song sound not so melodic hardcore. It, sure. That's that's how you evolve your music is by listening to other music. You know, right. if you listen to the same things over and over again, you're never gonna broaden your horizons and grow and be able to add things. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so I mean, I'm looking on my iTunes right now. Like I have the new Hellions album, mm-hmm. Capsize, Blink 182, Amorosa, sure. um, Hamilton, like the <laughs> musical. Like you, it's just they don't have that in Detroit yet, right? No, it's it's only in it's still New York, New York right? right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to see it either. The last thing oh I saw God. was Book of Mormon. That was the big thing. I still have not seen that, and I'm I'm super jealous. But they it's really good. Uh, oh my God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not two hundred and twenty five dollars a seat, good, but it is yeah. good. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say, I'll I say that. <laughs> few things that are probably that expensive that are that good, like that worth it. But Ooh, it have yeah. to it have to be some reunion of some band that I never thought would ever get back together. Like something exactly. crazy, yeah, to pay my that much money. I'd probably shovel out that much for my chem. Oh, maybe. I'm assuming you probably felt like all of us did when that whole announcement thing came out. I've never seen a band have to retract whatever they were doing and say, no, 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 we're not coming back. Don't freak out. Yet. Yeah. Like how, how bad? I feel like that's like throwing money away. And it's so weird because... You can't just like look at a person and be like, make art and like want to do this. You know what I mean? Because they're probably like they're probably sick of the songs and they probably don't want to play them live in any of this. You know, they're they're tired and they're living their lives. But I just feel like, how can you look at all of those people and be like, <laughs> sorry guys, we're not gonna we're not gonna make you guys happy? From what I read, it's a lot of Gerard not wanting to come back, and then he's also doing the comic book stuff. So yeah, I yeah. guess I can't hold it. Look, I'm a sucker. I'm a mark for MCR. So I purchase that flag and the lps that are coming out like i can't help it yeah no 100 percent. i feel the same way and that's it sucks i mean gerard way is doing his own thing making his own music and all that jazz but just one 10-year reunion tour is all i ask believe me if if funeral for a friend decided to get back together and just do (laughs) casually dressed and hours i would just yeah i'd pay for that too it's (laughs) just it's the way it is i know that's it's going to put you on the spot but besides MCR, is there any band that you would be extremely excited about if they said 10-year reunion of your favorite album at that time or something? Um, I'm trying to think of bands. I mean, a lot of the bands that I grew up with, uh, I guess, well, not only My Chem, but Panic and Fall Out oh, Boy, sure. two bands that obviously, like, literally just grown with their discographies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, seeing them do 10 years, although I know... Uh, a fever you can't sweat out's tenure was like this year or last year, and they didn't really do anything with that. Yes, yeah, right. That's kind of like Brendan Neary at the disco, and yeah, right. <laughs> like, kind of just like an arena rock band. So I feel like those are you know, tenure reunions only are going to happen with bands that aren't seeing forward progression. As bad as that sounds, yeah, that's unfortunate. But it's yeah, a good way to I, it's a good way to put it though. Yeah, or I don't. Yeah, I mean it's good because they're. I mean they're still making money and they're making new music. Like I love the new Panic album. Right. It's not a Panic I grew up with and that I love, but it's still really good. Um, but they don't need to. Like they don't need to do. Uh, you know, I write since not tragedies ten times in a row right. for people to like them still. Yeah. So, but I mean I don't know if I had to. Um, oh, like I said before, man, Chiodos is dead. But I wish that they would come back with their old lineup and. Well- actually do stuff again they got back together they did that album and then did they just completely quit again 
Because I'm, I, yeah. did I miss that announcement? <laughs> I guess I did. No, they, never, they never like explicitly said anything. Um, I know that the guys like really don't like Craig. So I mean, oh right, right. Like that's something that is you know just in the grapevine. But um, I don't know. Bone Palace Ballet. I think that was the 10 year anniversary this year, which is one yeah. of my favorite albums of all time. Um, album. <laughs> it's so good. It's but so, I, yeah, like they they died and then they came back. Yep. Um, well, they they did the one album with Brandon Bulmer, which is I as weird as it is to say, I think that's the best album that Chiodos has. Oh, really? Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, even though it doesn't have Craig. Um, like musically, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, he was. But, uh, that was the singer from uh, Sky Eats Airplane, right? Or am I completely off on that I, one? I don't know if he's from Sky Eats Airplane. Um, I know he was in a band in Florida. Um, Jerry Roush was in Sky Eats Airplane. Shit, and I'm gonna he, have to look he, that up now. Yeah, I have no idea. I've been stumped on my own show. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I got Uh, it. Now I'm going to have to look this up later. All right. Look this up, Brandon Bulmer. But Um, he he was a great singer, too, because I saw them. I mean, I saw Chiodos a whole bunch of times live, but I also saw them when they came around with him. And obviously, he didn't have the crowd reaction that it would have been with Craig, but they still did some really good stuff, and he could still hit those notes that Craig could. Oh, he was crazy, and that's why, you know, his vocal range and things like that, like, were things that Craig didn't really have because Craig has his own range, like his own sound. Right. Um, and yeah, Brandon Bulmer brought his, you know, completely new thing. And they also didn't have, um, you know, they lost Jason Hale, their guitarist who added a lot of like the super techie aspects of bone palace belly right. to it. Yep. Um, they didn't have their drummer for a while. So mm-hmm. no, very true. Uh, it's just been a, a kind of like conglomerate. You very know, true. Oh, thing. and, before we before we skew this back to, to your music, uh, I did I did realize that there is one band that is still moving forward that's doing a ten year actually this next month or whatever, and I would say that's Alisana. At least with them, they've continually changed their music, and they're going to have yeah. something new after that. But that's the only thing I can think of, like off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean they've they've always been making music. I feel like they never really got the. They're they're a super niche band. Mm. Like you know, people, it's it's gonna be a certain person that likes their music. I mean, I I appreciate it. It's so theatrical. It's absolutely Very. insane. Yep. Like when um you know the the follow up to Unfrail Wings. I don't remember what it was called, but um, oh, when Myth Fades the Legend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that album is something that I was like, oh, I really enjoy this. But then their other music, I kind of don't know how to feel about. So ah, I gotcha. They're and- definitely. Yeah. An acquired taste, but yeah, I did see that ten-year anniversary tour, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that should be fun. Well, let's let's skew this back to where yeah. probably I, we go on tangents on the show all the time. Uh, but you did mention that you had done some of those music videos before. Did you also do the music videos for Desires? No. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I um. Oh well, yeah, I did Safe Haven. Um, oh, okay. Haven was just our idea of putting a GoPro on my head and and <laughs> writing the lyrics out. Right. So that was that was super simple. Um. The Crux video is amazing, and yep. we um, had it done by uh, Matisse Arnell, who's actually the drummer of Plot right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he has done a bunch of music videos for, um, he did like Kingdom of Giants, he did nice. the Whitechapel um, documentary that they put out. Um, oh, wow. He's, he's absolutely amazing. So we shot that with him, um, you know, a couple of hours over one day, and then he put that together for us. And then, uh, yeah, I in a perfect world, I would want a video to accompany every song. Sure. Um, we have to obviously make sure that um, it's a, a polished product because, right. you know, obviously we're 
just a bandwidth so much money that we have to use. So we don't want to spend a little money on something and have it not turn out well. So, well, that's why we want more people to be buying the EP. Oh, 100%. yeah the ep 100%. and the and the bundles and i'll have links to all that for sure the bundles, sure because the ep is at three bucks so that yeah so uh, yeah make sure you get a t-shirt as well yeah exactly yep. now <laughs> i have two questions for the music videos one for safe haven how long did that take you to continually write out were there tons of mistakes like how long did that actually take you if you were actually writing it it was 17 minutes worth of footage oh wow okay um, yep i do remember that and I, um, so it was 17 minutes that it took to do the entire song and I missed a, uh, portion of the song you'll see, um, or not, you won't see it because that's what I was about to say. I was like, I don't remember there not being a part. Okay. The reason, the reason that you don't remember it is because in the music video, uh, we, it's like unwriting, it's like reversing it. So it's just like, because well shit we forgot to write that (laughs) that entire part so what are we gonna do so yeah that part is just it going backwards um which is funny but now now i can go back and everyone can go back and see that specific part all right yeah i like that oh he didn't he didn't write the end like hook of the song um (laughs) but yeah so that was one thing it was 17 minutes long we compiled it and fast forwarded it and all that jazz um and yeah i messed up a few times um i it was really weird to like sing along to my, I was like singing to the song in my head and writing the lyrics as we go. Um, as I went. And so I messed up a few words and like, you'll see, I like scratched out. Right. 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 Um, but you know, we had the luxury of like fast forwarding the video to make it look like that was just a small error. So very true. Now the video looked good. I like I like the difference compared to a lot of those lyric videos. I thought that was a unique take on it. Yeah. It's something that we wanted to do. Um, just, yeah, exactly why you said it's it's a unique way to have a lyric video. Um, I was kind of afraid that you wouldn't be able to make out the words because the pen uh, is so light, but it, it worked out. Um, yeah. And man, we shot that in like December um, in this place with no heat and my hands like <laughs> we were all we were all absolutely frigid. Um, and that was it was the worst thing. But yeah, I mean, it turned out I'm super happy with it. So. Yeah, for sure. Now with Crux, did you film that? Was that like an abandoned like uh, summer camp or something? Yeah. Like where where was that? It's a uh, it's part of a haunted house. Ah, it's there we go. Okay. Trip. Um, our drummer's dad owns um, this large area of land um, that's called Wired's uh, by where we live, and um, it's a bunch of haunted houses, apple orchards, things like that. And there's this trail in the back, and it is um, you know a haunted hayride, and there's it looks like an abandoned old town with an old uh, unused train and things like that. Okay. And we're like, this is literally perfect because yeah. there's nothing. There's no like skeletons anywhere where we shot, so it looked just regular. Oh, so uh, there are skeletons like somewhere. Oh, yeah. oh okay. We could have shot like further down, and you would have seen like huge fake spiders and skeletons. Gotcha. Uh, didn't really feel fit the vibe, so no. That's, <laughs> we skipped <laughs> those parts. Yeah. Very nice. But also, that's also where we shot Safe Haven. Was in like one of the old rooms in the um the like haunted house oh okay and it had no heat like we right like the worst lighting and heat and it was miserable i literally don't know why we didn't just shoot it at like a library yeah there sure. was no <laughs> i could have just wrote it but oh well live and learn yeah now musically do you think you would ever do something like a concept album i would love to that's oh, literally great. one thing um 
that if my old band was still together that we would have done for sure. Okay. Uh, I am a huge drama kid, like theater nerd. So I love, you know, theatrical things. Um, that's why I want like a video accompaniment, accompaniment with all of our songs. Exactly. That's where I got that question. I was like, hold on. He's got to like, he's oh, got to like it. So I want to tell a story. And I mean, there's not a whole lot of storytelling in our first EP. It's just a lot of, I mean, on being alone is a story, but besides that, it's just kind of, you know, all the same theme. Um, but I would totally love to put on an album where everything's conceptual. Um, I feel like it's really difficult to do and it takes a lot of time, Yeah. but it's definitely something we could do. And I'm going to toss that, uh, to the rest of the guys. Might as well. That's cause I, I want to do it, man. We got to do it. So where did the inspiration for this EP come from? Um, I mean, I'm guessing a lot of heartbreak and loneliness yeah, uh, and time. There seems to be like a lot of time elements in there as well. Being emo as hell. No, um, (laughs) just went through some stuff with a breakup. Um, just like, I guess a breakup with a long relationship and it kind of, you know, didn't work out too well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like, um, a lot of just thinking, I guess, and trying to figure things out. Um, if you're going on like a song to song basis, um, on being alone, like I said, is sort of like a story, um, that I'm looking back on and like telling it. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's on being alone. That's literally super self-explanatory. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, Mercury was the last song that I wrote and it was kind of, um, coming full circle and realizing that, you know, I didn't need to keep beating up myself for all of these different things. Okay. Um, it comes right after Safe Haven because it's supposed to be um, like a, a second part of Safe Haven, I guess. Like it, it kind of okay. adds on to it. Because you actually um, say chapter one in that yeah, as well. Yeah. At the end of, yeah, exactly. Yep. That's why. Because like I'm going through the pages in Safe Haven and um, that was basically, that was the first song that I wrote uh, for Desires and I was trying to basically show like going through the thought processes of why I feel like shit and <laughs> X, Y, yeah, and then, um, you know, the end of Mercury is me starting a fresh page, you know, going from there. Okay. Um, and then Crux is something that is basically, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. Um, it's just kind of letting things happen. Um, okay. Because, I mean, that's what the chorus is like. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm getting rained on, but it's whatever. Um, oh, it's so not what's yeah. happening. Okay. All right. yeah, exactly. That's not literally, but... Um, <laughs> So, I mean, that was something where it was just a, a thematic piece. It wasn't really anything um, in particular. And then Ochre and Mauve is just like kind of a directed um, directed statement towards, you know, a person. So, okay. But yeah, if, if if we're just, you know, looking at a broad spectrum of things, just a lot of shitty breakup elements. <laughs> well, no. I would, look, when I, when I had bands, they all fucking sucked. So I never got to put everything out. That's why I have so many fucking shows is so that I can just talk <laughs> about all the stuff that pisses me off and all the stuff that I love. So it works out yep. that way. But yeah. what do you do like in the situation where you've written or I'm sure it's a it's a conglomeration, too, of other people's feelings as well. But do you actually send off this EP to that person as like here? <laughs> that's that's you. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it, man. I I've thought about it. Um, it was to the point where. When I when we started writing the uh, the EP, we had "On Being Alone" and "Safe Haven" written. Okay, and um, it was on and off with this person. So "Safe Haven" and "On Being Alone" were taken from older things I had written. All right. Um, you know, I was still friends with this person, even though 
like we were broken up and so i showed her these two songs and she was like oh that's cool um you know <laughs> however you would respond to that and then um after things took a ginormous skydive from there um i ended up writing crux and mercury and ogre and mauve and those are still not i don't know if she's listened to them oh, who okay. knows All right. the world may not i wanted to for sure, though. i want to just be like tell me what you think about these things yeah why not because hopefully you do but like you know that's that's just me Oh, I got you. I, that's why I had to ask. I was just like, wait a second. I just wanted to know if anyone actually does something like that or not. Yeah, I, man, I would love to just mail that to her. It <laughs> <laughs> seems like the most inopportune way to send it to the person. But yeah, yeah, I think she'd be not only surprised about, you know, hearing the tracks, but then also, whoa, I got something in the mail and it's an I have album. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> but yeah, I got you. I got you. I did want to ask, I do tend to go off on uh, the music track for a second. What do you do mm-hmm. besides music? Uh, are you a movie fan? Are you, are you a reader? Like, what do you enjoy to do on your free, you know, quote unquote free time? Um, I work a ton, but I am um, a huge movie lover. That's oh, great. like, that's my, you know, first thing. Um, I wanted to go to school for film directing, and that's why I did like music videos and things like that. Right. Um, I've kind of just turned that into, you know, just loving movies and going to see movies and watching movies as much as possible. Um, and I'm also super into photography. It's something I've been working on recently. I feel like that's every band person on earth, <laughs> photographer and a filmmaker. But, um, I mean, it's true. It's what I do, and I, I love to do it. So, But, yeah, besides from uh, working as much as humanly possible, uh, those are those are some things I like to do. And it helps. I mean, you know, uh, Alex is good at graphic design, and yeah. I like photography, so it definitely helps so we can do things in-house with the band as exactly. opposed to right. shipping them off even though people are probably way better than we are but. <laughs> well that you can't you can't take that into account you just have to yeah, go we with what, yeah. <laughs> well let me ask you this for for movie wise then what's been your favorite movie of the summer is there anything you're looking forward to favorite movie of the summer uh favorite movie i've seen this year is swiss army man oh was, i've heard great things about that yeah it was insane um it was literally to start off the movie like a 15 minute fart joke but then it also made me want to tear up near the end of the movie oh, okay. because it was, right. it was insane it was absolutely insane um paul dano is one of my favorite actors so mm-hmm. sure. that's like the first thing i've seen him in in a minute um besides that i'm obviously really excited for all of the superhero movies that are coming out because how can you not be excited for those suicide squad then oh yeah suicide that's squad what... which comes out in a few days yeah um, that's that's the next ian hates movies is on that one. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll yeah, see. I, I, I don't have high hopes, though. You don't? No. I mean... No, no, no. I have high hopes for anything that has Jared Leto in it. Yes. I don't I don't really know. I'm not I'm not a uh, super big, like, comic book guy, so okay. I'm not going to be um, biased. Gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, I always take movies with a grain of salt and kind of have my own personal opinions about them. Oh, but I, I have seen... Um, another good movie I saw recently was Neon Demon. Um, I heard about I, that one too. But yeah, I, didn't I did. As soon as I saw it, um, like after it was done, but me and the person that I was with just kind of took a step back and were like, "What the hell just happened?" Oh, really? And okay. Yeah. After I uh, watched it again and like thought about it, and I was like, "This is like pretty genius." Okay. Um, and then the other movie, uh, one movie I haven't seen yet that I really want to that came out this year was The Lobster. Yes. Uh, yes. And that's, that's super like, depressing and weird. Yeah, I got that's probably my my two favorite things in a movie, but um 
yeah, that's one movie that I really want to see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else particularly that I want to see this year. I don't even remember like what's coming out. I mean, award season is rolling around soon, true, true. so there's going to be just a plethora of movies to watch then. No, that's very true. I will say something, too. I'm a huge Jared Leto fan uh, from back from Requiem. I mean, that's one oh. of my all-time favorite movies. I think oh. he's going to be the best. If they give him time, I think he'll be the best Joker ever. But yeah. I just don't have high hopes for a PG-13 Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, and that's... that. I mean, you, you kind of have... Um, you know, a prejudice, not like in a bad way, but you have a prejudice view on it where you like oh, have sure. this idea of what, what it should be. And yeah. me, I'm just like, what is a suicide squad? Like, right. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to let the movie show me what it is. So, I mean, that's the cool thing about not being a comic book lover is like, you know, Doctor Strange, I don't know a thing about him. Right. So going to that movie, you know, it'll teach me about it. But um, yeah, I mean, People are going to have their their views of how things should be. That's why I think Deadpool did so well because oh, was absolutely, a, like they listened and they were they knew what people wanted and they delivered. I guess yeah. from what people have said. I don't I don't know. I I love the movie, but I don't know about the comics. So. Oh sure, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So let me uh, let me thank you very much, Steve. This was awesome. Great talking to you. Let's make sure that people go out and get the EP. Can you? I'm going to have links on everything. Uh, yeah. That way they can get everything. But for you right now, what is the best way to support you guys? And how's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, Honestly, show people that you like our music. That's really it. Um, I don't care if you stream it, if you buy it, whatever. Um, you know, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy it on iTunes for $3, I think, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah, well worth have, it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We have uh, pre-order bundles on Merch Now. Um, and we're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's all, um, you know, slash we are desires or at we are desires. So, um, hit us up, follow us. We're going to try to make our way around to different States here soon. So hopefully that's something we can do. Oh, very awesome. Well, thank you once again, Steve. This is great. Uh, I think people are going to really enjoy it. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you for having me on. And once again, I I know I said this in emails and everything. I love this fucking EP. So uh, like I said, very unique voice. Like, it's, it's a breath of fresh air in this melodic hardcore area. I'm looking forward to new stuff already. So, <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much. I yeah, appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. And welcome back, everyone. Once again, thank you very much to Steve from Desires. I hope everyone enjoyed that. But now we will continue on with our new segments and whatnot. And I'd like to welcome to the show Ty. How are you doing, Ty? I'm good, Ian. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we are going to have jackson go ahead and join us later don't worry everyone i know you were just getting to know jackson he is not off the show he just had a work requirement so no worries ty's back jackson will be back later we're all good here so ty anything uh anything interesting happening with you lately not so much interesting lately but i did get the news about these um two tours coming up with good charlotte and uh some 41 just announcing their two big tours this year who I'm hoping to attend because I like both uh, Good Charlotte and Census Fail and the bands that they're taking uh, support. Definitely looking forward to those shows, uh, for who, sure. Who's on support for that? Uh, Good Charlotte's tour is the story so far, Set Your mm-hmm. Goals, Four Years Strong, and I think Hit the Lights, and uh, another band uh, that's going to be joining them on the 22nd going through until the, like the end of the tour. But the lineup's revolving around, like, uh, like one band's gonna play a couple of dates, and then another band's gonna do another set. Right. Yeah, it's basically uh, Good Charlotte headlining and stories so far staying on the majority of the tour. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And I think I, I saw that as well today. And I was happy because they're actually coming into Boston and not doing Worcester. So I should uh, hopefully, hopefully be able to see that tour, which would be very nice because it's been a long time since I saw Good Charlotte live. Yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, another thing, speaking of Boston, I definitely want to get into that bo- uh, that scene in Boston because I need a little bit of a change because I've been to California and never saw any shows go on, but definitely want to go up to Boston. And I think uh, Boston's definitely much more of like a better um, travel arrangement and doesn't oh. cost like 300 something dollars for a, like a flight out. No, no, no. And you're good. Being in New York City, you can easily take the bus too. You can yeah, do all exactly. that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah, not like the, the worst. China- yeah, like the China bus downtown. Yeah, there's all that stuff. So you you have plenty of options. The problem is, recently, Boston has been losing out a lot of shows to Worcester. Like, the Palladium uh, in Worcester has everything. Like, mm-hmm. if that is the place, which is strange because people in Boston make fun of people who live in Worcester. Like, that's the joke is, you know, it's 45 minutes to an hour away. Everyone makes fun of Worcester. But they're the ones that have all, like, I wish I lived there because I'd be going to a show, like, every night. Yeah, because I got uh, a couple of recommendations from, uh, I think it was you who gave me those recommendations about um, oh, local yeah. shows going around in Boston. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely shows happening. There's no doubt about that. But like the bands that we talk about on this show, most of them are all performing in Worcester. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole big thing. But now, I think coming into the September, October time, a lot more bands are coming actually into Boston, which is great for me. So that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I definitely hear you on that one. But there are tons of tours. Dude, I don't know if you were looking uh, today, but I was like, oh man, I'm not sure if we have a whole lot of news coming out for today's show. And then, bam, all these different tours hit, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I feel like with these tour announcements, I feel like it's last minute because you have to have you give yourself time a little bit more like to prepare for these tours because (laughs) they're coming up in like... October and November, and we're in the month of August now, so I'm like, you feel like you don't have enough time to collect yourself together and buy the tickets before they sell out, because everybody's been saying that the Good, Tar- Good Charlotte Tour is going to sell out, like, oh, yeah. like, quick, because... Yeah, and they go like, on, I think it's Friday. I think Friday, the tour goes on sale, <laughs> like, for yeah, everywhere. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Oh, it is, and what's, what's also funny is, a lot of times, especially actually here in Boston, and oh, I can only speak for my own self for this one... There seem to be a lot of shows at the same time because Dance Gavin Dance is coming to a place that's literally two blocks away from me. Mm. Now, that is in one span of a week. I think it's Dance Gavin Dance, Monuments, Emery is doing that. You know Emery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Emery Emery's doing that special acoustic show. They're doing it at one of the smallest venues in Boston. I, I got my tickets already. But okay. that's in October as well. There's a span of like seven shows in one week that are all just right here and some of them you have to miss because you're already going to other things yeah because yeah it's gonna be like a lot of like jumble around and uh like a lot of back and forth going on so yeah yeah but hey that's the thing man we love live music so what else are we gonna do yeah for sure i understand that and i know it's unfortunate Jax is not here for this part but i am seriously thinking now i don't know about you did you get your alisana tickets for new york I haven't actually because I'm thinking about going down for that as well in New York but then also okay. I might I might because I love Texas so much I might drive or uh, not drive I might fly out to Texas and oh. do that whole three city tour that they have but that exact time that they're doing in Texas is the same time that dance Gavin dance and Emery and all of them are right here in Boston 
uh, that's going to be a struggle for you to pick. Yes, that is. I might maybe I do Saturday and Sunday and then come back because Monday I have the tickets for Emory. So I oh, mean, hey, oh, these okay. are you know these are concert problems. Yeah, it's a lot of jet lag. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And you have some concerts coming up as well that we talked about last week too. Uh, mm-hmm. You're actually putting on some shows, aren't you? I'm actually doing sound for a show. Nice. Nice. Well, that's I count that as I count that as actually you're going to work on a show. Yeah, because like these past couple of backyard shows, the past couple of years I've been doing sound for. So, yeah, I guess you can count that. Why not? Yeah. Well, I can tell you there are a lot more tours as well. And I just added a few because I just saw them. So friend of the show Frameworks, they're also mm-hmm. going on tour with Against Me. And that starts, I think, in September, October as well. So they're coming around different areas. So I'm going to, they were announced at Royale in Boston. So I'm going to be going there as well. So that'll be fun because I love seeing those guys. I really liked my conversation with them as well. Uh, What else do we got? We have uh, some 41 and uh, taking out census fail uh, support on tour. Yes. It's called, it's called the don't call it the sumback tour. Yes, of course. (laughs) And I guess it's been like four years since some 41's been out on tour, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And uh, Derek has like uh, been going through like uh, was like dealing with his alcohol problems, and he can't drink alcohol anymore because if he takes like one sip of alcohol, he could probably pe- he could probably die. Yeah, it sucks. It because he's been drinking yeah. so heavily during like the early some forty one days, and now they have like uh, new music coming out, and it's basically with the Brown Sound, uh, Dave Bosch back in the band. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be like a, a return to form, if you will, because I heard the newest song that they had, they have a music video out for, and it's definitely a return back to like the classic Sum 41 sound for, oh, absolutely. Those who do, for those who grew up on the earlier Sum 41 pop punk kind of sound. I agree. Now, what do you think about Census Fail, though? Census Fail, uh, there's definitely like more melodic hardcore this time around, because back in the days, Census Fail used to be like a screamo, post-hardcore, kind of like poppy kind of band. Yep. But so many members leaving and coming and going and stuff like that. And they still have a lot of like catchy classic albums from uh, Let It Enfold You all the way down to The Fire, where it's like still had that poppy, pop-punk kind of sound. But Renaissance, when they got the whole new lineup, mm-hmm. they definitely transitioned to more melodic hardcore. And I love the album so much. And now they have uh, another lineup change, which was... Chris from who used to be in Poison. I think he's still in Poison Well because they just did a a little like run of shows. Oh, okay. like uh, so yeah, he did that. Then they put they released a CD called "Pull the Thorns Out of Your Heart" and it's still continuing along the melodic hardcore. And right. now their Census Fail are doing this tour now with some Forty One, which means Poison the Well is not really doing so much anything after those last couple of shows that they did. Right, right. Yeah, I think. I'm going to have to definitely try some more of the new Census Fail because I'm just so used to the old stuff that I got to give that new melodic... Because I love melodic hardcore. So I think I really have to give that a chance because I don't think I really did before, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll give that a chance. I'll see if I can see it. For some reason, I think that's one of the bands that has a conflict with a show that I'm already going to. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of unfortunate because I wouldn't mind seeing Sum 41 again. I remember seeing them back in the day. Yeah, I seen for I, the first time I seen some forty one was Warped Tour this year, where I told you it was like completely like crowded all the way back to like the merch tents past the soundboard, <laughs> right? Right. Because everybody was ready to see them. 
That's very true. Yeah, I I'd like to give him another chance, but yeah, for some reason, at least for me. But everyone, make sure all these all these bands that we're talking about, make sure you go ahead and go to their sites and check, you know, or check bands in town or whatever app you use and see where they're going to be because literally, oh, not literally, I guess figuratively, so many bands announced today that they have these gigantic tours. So yeah. make sure to check it out, see if they're coming around, and and go see them for sure. Yeah, definitely. So we have another friend of the show tour. We have Take the Fall. They're going out with Rothschild, and it's the Punk and Disorderly tour. So they're hitting up some of the places on like East Coast down to Florida, but they're not coming Northeast. Oh, that's, so, that sucks. Yeah, I know. I, I really, really, especially after the conversation I had with Ashley and Tyler, I really want to see these guys live. They just have to make their way. Now, I think during the conversation they did mention – I think they'll be trying to come up here, I don't know, I think it was around like January of next year or something. Maybe there'll be something, but I just wanted I wanted to promote that band because they really deserve people to go out and see them. Go out and do it, for sure, because you know it's going to be worth your time. Yeah, I feel like they got the name Punk and Disorderly from the NoFX song, Punk Guy, because he does like punk things from the Punk and Drublick album. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I certainly I'm pretty sure he did. Surprised. I'll, I'll check with Tyler, look- yeah. Yeah, as soon as I saw the words punk and disorderly, I'm like, yeah, I think they're influenced by no effects. No, I could definitely see that. Now to kind of switch it up, we'll go back to a couple tours. But for some news, I don't know if everyone heard. I definitely shared it on Twitter, on Ian Hates podcast, as well as on Facebook, on facebook.com slash Ian Hates. That uh, friend of the show, Alteris, the day or two before uh, their album Grief came out on Revival, their van got broken into. And you know how much that sucks. Not only does that suck for a regular person to have your car getting broken into, but for a band that is basically living out of their van or out of their RV or whatever, or tour bus, whatever it happens to be, to have all your shit stolen just sucks. Yeah, because a lot of these bands that are like, the music industry has been like, it's like dwindling these days. And mm. a lot of, not a lot of bands make a lot of money. And for a band that's touring out of a van, to have their stuff broken into and stealing, yeah. how are they going to make the money to play shows and tour if they can't have their gear and stuff to yeah. um, play on stage with? You're taking their livelihood away. It's not like when you break into a car of someone who's driving to work, you're not stealing their job in most cases. In this case, you are. When when bands lose their instruments, when they lose that kind of stuff, like you're taking away their livelihood, and it just really sucks. Yeah, it's not like the band's are like so mad at you for having like a normal car and stuff to break in and steal whatever stuff is out of your car but these people are just are living in their vans like you said and touring trying to make money for themselves and for the label and whatever the case may be right i mean yeah i understand if the band sucks or whatnot but you don't have to steal their stuff just to get back at them or whatever and make them stop doing music wow you know what ty you even took a direction that i was not even thinking what if people broke into the vans or the tour buses, the bands that they hated? Like they just saw a band live and they're like, this band fucking sucks. I'm going to make sure that they can't play another show. So they break into their, their van and they take their equipment. How fucking horrible is that? That's awful. It, I mean, I understand the band sucks, but I'm not going to like act like I have no life and just steal all their gear so they can stop doing shows again just to make myself feel happy. Because... 
if I was an entertainer on the road and I had somebody steal my livelihood from me so I can make a living, I'll be pissed off as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And look, I can even say, even though I haven't been able to see Alteris live, live, I've seen their videos and everything of them live, they don't suck. So there's no way anyone was like, oh, no, I have to stop this band from not making music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, because this new generation these days, they're always hating on like anything that they can't relate to. I think it's just like a new generation thing, like where uh, it's like a new generation thing where like, oh, this band is not um, a mice and men. This band is not sleeping with sirens. Let me just like who the fuck is uh, all terrors? Let me steal their stuff and just go about my business so they can stop doing music and stuff and not let them get to the people who are actually fans of theirs. It's possible. I mean, it could also be something completely random, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you just never know. But the reason why I brought this up is because they did have a GoFundMe page. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's open anymore. But a good way to support them would be to go to their shows, obviously, pick up some merch, pick up a CD, whatever it happens to be, donate to them so that they can get back on their feet. And then also, like I said before, and what we've talked about for a couple months now, Grief is now out on Revival Recordings. So pick up a copy of that, get a merch bundle, get something and help the band out. Yeah, if you really love the band, donate. Be the bigger person. Yeah, for sure. Help people out. I mean, these are bands that we love. This is why we talk about them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Let's go back to a major tour. So Crown the Empire also announced a major, major tour. They're going to be going out with Bless the Fall, New Year's Day, Too Close to Touch, and Light Up the Sky. That is a fucking great lineup. It is a great lineup for those who did Crown the Empire, especially the new album Retrograde that's out now. Oh, yeah. And but and Bless the Fall, New Year's Day, Too Close to the Touch are like bands that are blowing up right now like bless the fall is kind of like the more um like the old timer kind of band because yeah, they've been the around veterans. since <laughs> yeah they're the vets yeah and and i was listening to um a, a lot of like old school bless the fall over the weekend so i haven't really been following up on the newer stuff after um hollow bodies because i listened to hollow bodies and i actually enjoyed it but oh hollow bodies really, is great yeah nothing really like hits home over here like uh oh. his last walk back in the craig mabbit days oh sure 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 I can I can understand that. Now for me, I like their direction they've gone in a lot. Also seeing them live has really shown me how great they are too. I am all for the new stuff that they're doing. I think their last and I'm I'm blanking on what the last album's name was. It was After Hollow Bodies. Go ahead. To those we leave behind, I think it is. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that album is very good in my opinion, and then they play it live very well. And then also for me, now New Year's Day I like as well. I've never had a chance to see them live. I I heard of them when um, the song Angel Eyes with uh, Chris Motionless featured on it. Yep. And and I felt I like their stuff, and they kind of have like this alternative goth, like, oh yeah, very yeah. like dark kind of kind of vibe about them. Absolutely. And Siler toured with them before, and you wouldn't expect a band like Siler to go on tour with New Year's Day, and it was New Year's headlining tour. Oh yeah, I would say they're a they're a heavier birthday massacre. Uh, I think Birthday Massacre is more industrial. Yeah, where that, New Year's Day is more like alt rock and like like more like the Evanescence ish kind of, but not Amy Lee voice. Wait, you wouldn't give them like a core name? You wouldn't give them a little bit of metalcore in there? I say golf alternative rock. Okay, that's not bad. None of these labels really matter. <laughs> as, yeah. long, as long as you like what they're putting out, I think that's all that matters, right? 
Yeah, on my on my iPod, I put New Year's Day under alternative. That's it. Okay. Well, I know they are supposed to be pretty good live. Yeah, I haven't seen New Year's Day live yet, so hopefully I get to see them one day. Oh, yeah. Same here. Too close to touch, as I've mentioned many times on the show. I'm really looking forward to that next album, and I have not had a chance to see... Oh, well, I saw them live at Warp Tour. I almost said oh. I haven't seen them, but I saw them at Warp Tour, and they were really, really good. Uh, so looking forward to that. And then Light Up the Sky... That debut album that was out, I think, at the beginning of the year was really yeah. fun. Yeah, I've seen the name around, but I never really took a listen. Yeah, they're a fun post-hardcore, like straight-up post-hardcore type band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they do a very good job. So that's another good tour there. But yeah, let's switch it back to something new. Well, I did want to talk about this because I thought this was actually... It's a funny story in a way, but it kind of sucks. Have you ever been able to hear Ira Hill at all? Uh, no. All right. They have a very good EP out, uh, and they just worked on a brand new song. And I was talking to, I believe it's their screamer, their unclean vocalist. I've been talking to him for a while, and he was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to come on the show. We have a new, brand new track out, or a brand new track coming out in August. So let's talk then. And that way I can promote it, and it'd be pretty cool. Well, they put out the new track today, and on the day that they put it out, they also announced that he's leaving the band. So how does that work? I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. So I like wrote him. I was like, "Hey man, I you know, I just heard the news. I hope everything's good. Like let me know, you know, hey, if you're going to another band, let me know if you if you need help with promotion or anything." And he thanked me and he said, "Hey, if you still want to talk to the guys, send them a message and and see what's going on." But they put out that track with him still as the unclean vocalist. It sounded like everything was amicable. Like, it didn't seem like there was any fighting or anything like that. But it was just kind of funny that I w- I'd been setting this up for, like, three months. And then this, <laughs> just gone. <laughs> hey, but that's, that's the business, right? That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully Ira Hill continue on. They said they're continuing. They said they're going to hold vocalist tryouts. So we'll see how that works. It's uh, Devin. He's staying around in the band until they have, like, one more big show. And that'll be his last show, and then he's out. So I would assume then that means there wasn't a huge fight or anything because why would you continue on? Normally people like burn those bridges and they're out. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a possibility. But I, I hope I wish the best for both parties because yeah. I really do like the band. I think they're promising. And then to have this happen, you know, it's kind of tough. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy, man. So what else do you have on uh on the list there? On uh, the news, uh, a Mice and Men releasing the new single Real with no screams on it. All right, Ty. So I'm going to ask you straight up. What do you think about this direction that of Mice and Men are going in? Yeah, I think I said this many times before, like whether I'm around like friends and when I'm chatting with people on Facebook. Definitely a good direction of Mice and Men's going into because it's like people complaining. Like I'm reading like the YouTube comments saying, uh, "Am I the only one who actually likes this?" And everybody needs to chill the fuck out. Austin's voice when he's singing is awesome, and everybody's saying, "Oh, I, I thought it was going to be a more of the like, a return to form with the flood and the subtitle of Mice and Men album." Let me just say this: a Mice and Men subtitle album, even though I like Second and Sebring and Those in Glass Houses because those were the music videos for the songs. Sure. But the entire album, I feel like I'm listening to Someday Came Suddenly by Attack Attack, just without the <laughs> auto-tune and the clean vocals. Okay, alright. I got And you. the keyboard. Yeah, The Flood, when, uh, my, uh, when Austin returned, I definitely liked the album a lot more than the self-title, and Restoring Force came out, and like, 
this is stuff is actually really good. And the newest one that's out now, real, because Restoring Force and Cold World, sorry, it's definitely a more like the alternative metal, kind of like new metal rock direction that Austin himself has said many times before that he was hoping that that band, A Mice and Men would go in that direction because that's the music he grew up listening to before he got into Attack Attack with the whole like chuggy, open string, auto-tune, trance keyboards kind of stuff. Because we didn't grow up around that, me and you. And I know Austin definitely didn't either. So, yeah, definitely it's a step in the right direction because it's not doing the exact same thing that everybody's been replicating over and over and over again, not standing out from others. All right, Ty. So (laughs) I like what you said. I definitely like what you said. Now, I'm going to say not exactly the opposite. I think a band can go ahead and do whatever they want. I think they've just moved away from me. And I think they moved away from me a long time ago. It's not because they're doing anything wrong. It's not because they should be going in a certain direction. Like, I'm not like, hey, I want them to be back for their first couple albums like you were mentioning. That's not my style right now. Like, I don't need that. But I also, like, I would label this, and maybe this is a huge shot to them. I don't know. But I would label this dad rock. Now, I, I, they, since they started out as a metalcore band, I'm still going to call them metalcore, even if they change oh, their wait, sound wait. to be... That's against the rules. You can't, you can't do that. That's not how it works. Hey, you started off this way. I'm going to still call you that way. Like, if I were to be face-to-face with Avenged Sevenfold and they gone more like Guns N' Roses type of rock, like, I still call you a metalcore band because that's what you started as. I mean, first of all, that was a great band to bring up in that case because I certainly wouldn't call Avenged Sevenfold anywhere near metalcore anymore. I would call them, yeah, I don't know, arena rock or whatever because they did that one album. But you you stick with what they started out as? That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just once a band switches genres, I don't consider them the genre that they're done with. Because they've been going in this alt rock direction for a while now, I just I don't know. When I heard what was it, Pain was the first one, and then now with Real, I just I don't know. I don't see it as a step forward for them. Maybe that's them maturing and just like you said, that's what Austin wants to do. Like, that's his direction that he wants, and that's great. Like, I will never stop a band from wanting to do what they're going to do, and I want them to be more real to them, you know, no pun intended, more real to themselves. (laughs) But (laughs) I I will give this album a shot, but I can tell you most likely, if they continue, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of these like fans, these so-called fans who wants to say, oh, I'm going to stop listening to a Mice and Men, rest in peace of Mice and Men, just because they're singing more now. This sounds like a Three Days Grace track, a Breaking Benjamin track. I'm like, they're still going to be listening either way, because why would they come on YouTube and they say they're done with the band just to go and rant and complain and bitch and moan? Oh, like, dude, stop it. Dude, it happens in everything. I mean, yeah, like knock it off already. I agree. I think we can. I know the show says Ian hates, but we talk about music that we love. So I completely understand getting rid of the negativity and all that. Like, why would I ever go onto a band's page to post that I don't like what they're doing? That makes no sense to me. I completely agree. But I will. I have to take something back there. I hear them as of Mice and Men way differently than I hear a Breaking Benjamin. And maybe that's just because I'm a huge fan of Breaking Benjamin. But yeah. I don't consider Breaking Benjamin dad rock. I consider a Mice yeah. and Men dad rock. <laughs> All right, Jackson, come in between us right here and tell us what do you have? What side are you taking? <laughs> I'm taking best of both worlds. I like I it. I say that because I don't mind when a band goes a little softer. 
because every band has a like softer it. side. No, right. <laughs> so I don't. It doesn't matter to me if they were always harder or if they were always soft and they changed their sound. It doesn't matter as long as it's good. Yes. As long as it's enjoyable to listen to. So let's right. say they do sound now like Three Days Grace or Breaking Benjamin. That doesn't matter. I like Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin. If it sounds good, then what? I don't see what the issue is if they changed or not. Exactly. Because if you want to hear what they used to sound like, then listen to what they used to <laughs> right. sound like. Right. And yes. you have that always. That will be there forever. I guarantee you it will not go away. Right, right. And they will still play those <laughs> songs live. But if they want to experiment for a bit, that's okay. As long as it's good. Now, yeah. that's just going on about bands. I'm not throwing in of Mice and Men yet. Of Mice and Men, I honestly don't really like real and the softer side. I don't I don't know if I don't want to say they can't pull it off because I think they can. They're really talented. They've been together so long. They can pull it off, but off of that track, I don't think they did it. Sure. I don't think that's their sound. But, you know, kudos to them. Either way, you got to have some balls to, you know, be in this scene for a long time and change your style completely, especially with the cutthroat fans like they have now. I mean, you look at that YouTube comment section and it's it's yeah. scary. On Facebook, too. <laughs> I checked, yeah, out, I checked out the Facebook one, too, because I was like, hey, let me see what other people are thinking of this track. And wow, yeah. the, it was yeah. very rare to see, oh, I like this direction that they're going in. <laughs> it was not positive. Nah, never, never. <laughs> see, for me, I'm just like, look, I like so many bands that if one drops off, I'm not going to get all hurt about it. You know, I'm just going to yeah. be like, OK, they're doing what they're doing and they're going to do very well. That's another yeah. thing. A mice and men are going to do very well. So let them go do it. They're talented. If that's the direction they want to go, why try and pull them back? Just let them do what they want. Yeah, because they've been touring like relentlessly with like bands like uh, Slipknot and Marilyn Manson. And uh, before that, they did a tour with Rise Against and Lincoln Park, too. So right. they've already like elevated themselves to a, like a higher plateau as opposed to what they were back in the day. Agreed. I completely agree. I, I really don't think it's as much of a big deal as people would like to make it out to be. I think it's perfectly fine and normal. And it, it's just not to me. It's it that's not just a big deal. Apparently, it's, it's the okay. biggest deal ever. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. seeing all over the Internet. Yeah. Going back to like the new generation state, I'm trying to make everything's like made into like a completely big deal now as opposed to back in the day where it's like, oh, that's cool. Let me just like do that and then just move on and move on to something else. But everybody just makes a big deal and just stays on that one particular thing the entire time. Yeah, it's the same. Like for me, uh, I think of a band that made a radical change and kind of went in a direction that they wanted to was a band like Funeral for a Friend. If you think of their mm -hmm. first three albums, they were that post-hardcore with a little bit of metalcore, right? Somewhere around there. Yeah. And then yeah. they moved into almost poppy alt-rock and then went into punk hardcore. And that's mm. where they finished. Like, they just went through this complete transformation of making whatever music they wanted to. And if you didn't like that, then why even, then don't bother. Like, you're just done. Yeah. I followed them throughout their whole thing because I just thought they were ridiculously talented and I would always follow them. But not all their stuff all the time was my all-time favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's just the kind of way I think about it. If you like and a band... Need to be. Yeah. yeah, why Why do they need to be what you need them to be, I guess? Yeah, because the new generation thing feels like it's like very like a sense of entitlement to 
new generation wants a band to stay a certain way just to satisfy their needs, which is crazy. Well, Ty, wait till you see the comments on this actual show after this goes out. Everyone's going to be mad that our opinion is not that. And they're going to be like, ah, Ian hates music has really changed. (laughs) <laughs> they need to go back to hate it yeah they need to start hating things yeah i can't wait to see those no that's funny people i mean our great audience who listen to this show everyone's so opinionated and everyone's got their own stuff that i don't think they need other people to bend to their will if that makes sense yeah yeah that was a good discussion because that was a big thing that i was recently seeing and i even i'm not a fan of the new stuff but that doesn't mean that i need to tell them that they suck you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I uh, will spe- definitely give the new album a listen, for sure. Yeah. Well, same here. Uh, speaking of um, feel like entitled to bands stay in a certain way, Fit for a King's new album is coming out October 7th. And this album, everybody wanted them to go back to the albums, uh, the two albums before Slave to Nothing 2014, where there's not really a lot of like breakdowns and chugs, but Slave to Nothing was like more riffs because I've spoken mm-hmm. to a couple of the members of the band at a show and they said, oh, the new album is going to be like taking a, a little bit of a step backward a little bit but still moving on from what we were before. Okay. And everybody's like, people have been complaining about, oh, Slate to Nothing was the worst album. I hope there's more breakdowns. I hope there's more chugs and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Like we say, everyone's got their opinions. on it. Look, I understand that people want one of their favorite bands to continue with the music that they technically like. I, I mm-hmm. understand that, but I think people need to move past that, especially in the world we live in now where there's so many different like genre bending bands and really the bands need to love the music that they're making. So if they don't want and it's actually it's something interesting that I talked to Steve in the Desires conversation that I had. He made that joke about how the song Crux has the breakdown in it that everyone loves, but he kind of hates it because that's not really the type of music he wants to make. So in the next future Desires, either EP or album, however they go, it could be completely different than what they're doing now because they have to love the music that they're going to be playing every single night. Yeah, because like you were having the discussion about uh, Enter Shikari and the show that you went to and people were requesting one of their older songs to be played at the show. And the vocalist was like, oh, we don't really like that album, by the way, and something like that. So that's what brought me, that's what made me, that made me think of. I will say, now, from what you just brought up, though, I will say that is a little bit different. When a band makes fun of their old music, and Mm -hmm. I think that time, when they do that, I think that's what hurts fans. When a band says, we made this generic or we made this so that you would like it, and now that we've got you, we're going somewhere else with it, and fuck you, we're not playing that anymore, I think that's when the fans get hurt. Because I'll tell you, another band we were going to talk about later on in the show, Capture the Crown, does that. They don't play... Do you think that's a knife? This is a knife. Whatever the fucking title of that song is. Oh, you call, you call that a knife? Yeah, there this you go. is a knife. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I like the accent. Well done. We have, we have an accent for yeah, yeah, the Sim- the old school Simpsons episode and uh, when they went to Australia for Knife- Bart's court case. Knifey Spoonie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well played. Well played. They do it now, and I was going to talk about it when we when we talk about them. They now play like the intro riff to that song. And then give the middle finger to the audience and say, fuck you, we're not playing that. And then go on. 
And I think that's such a fucking dick move. Like, I don't know why anyone would do that, especially the song that made them popular because they would have nothing without that track. Mm. Like, absolutely nothing. So we'll, yeah. Not be anywhere. Yeah, like literally nowhere. But we will, we'll talk about that later. I think, Ty, just from what you said, I think that's the only time that's a little bit different. If Mice and Men came out and said, hey, we hate what we did in the past and we only did that to get popular, now fuck you, we're doing this. That's mm-hmm. a little bit different, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, I got that vibe from Avenged Sevenfold back in the day when they oh, yeah. completely abandoned the metalcore for the Guns N' Roses hard rock stuff, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What's another news story that we have? Oh, Devil Wars Prada announcing the tour with Memphis Mayfire, Silver Scene, and Light Moths to Flames. There we go. That's another show that's going on in Worcester, so I probably won't make that one. But for me, the main band I would want to see on there is Silverstein, and I've seen them so much, so it's not really that big a deal that I missed this one. Yeah, I, I continued on listening to Silverstein, even though people say, like, after When Broken is Easily Fixed and Discovering the Waterfront, I just basically gave up on Silverstein and just move on Ooh. to, like, other bands. Well, I'm one of, like, the, I guess, very few people that have stuck with them until now. I so, yeah. I stuck with them. I think every album they made is awesome. Yeah. Like maybe I'm just well, a I hardcore sh- fan, but I love everything that they've done. Well, <laughs> for me, yeah, I think so. I'm a Silverstein <laughs> yeah. fanboy. <laughs> yeah, for me, Arrivals and Departures didn't really like um, tickle my fancy, and no? I think I think Rescue is like kind of like a oh, it's here, then forget about it because nobody really talks about that album a lot. So. Rescue was a transition album. And you're right. I don't think they do much. They might play one song every once in a while from that, but that's a forgotten album for sure. But yeah. it's not bad, though. That's not a yeah, bad album. Nah, no, not at all. Uh, their older stuff is definitely a lot better than their newer stuff, but I didn't fall away too much because I think they still make really good music, and especially the whole... It kind of brought them back to life with the whole silver tooth thing. I really like that when everything oh, yeah. gets together with bear tooth. I think that's awesome. It shows that you know, don't think they're too old or anything of that nature. Oh, they no. still got it. Yeah, I mean, they're still bringing the jams. I really like their newest album, actually. It wasn't that bad. Um, Of course, it doesn't compare to the old stuff, but they're it's still, still heavy. When you listen to Stand Amid the Roar, that song uh, is... Stand Amid the Roar, yeah. Yeah, that song's really heavy, and that song plays very well live. Yeah. Like, they're not... They're like the third band on that tour, though. Like, The Devil Wears Prada is headlining, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's actually weird because they're doing the same lineup in Europe, but in Europe, Silverstein is headlining. Oh, okay. They, they're at the top of the bill. Because when I first saw that bill, uh, they went to they were doing a Europe tour, and Silverstein was at the top, and then Devil Wears Prada followed, and then Memphis Mayfire, and then like Moths to Flames. And then about a week later, I saw that they were doing a U.S. tour, but I didn't pay it much mind because I didn't even realize the date. I just saw the same lineup and assumed that that was Europe. But then I saw that the order of the bands were different, and I was like, wait a second. And then I checked the dates, and it's a U.S. tour. So on the right. U.S. tour, the Devil Wears Prada is headlining. So I find that kind of weird. I guess Silverstein is bigger outside the States, I guess. Yeah, because I have the feeling that Silverstein is much more popular in Europe and as opposed to the U.S. where Devil Wears Prada is still like the more worshipped band well Well, silverstein is like the more like oh i moved on from silverstein and type of scenario i'll tell you they mostly sell out all their shows though silverstein in the states i think it's more to be quite honest i think it's more that silverstein just don't care so instead because they're helping out so many bands 
I think they're mm-hmm. more, we don't mind not being headliner in the States. Especially with Devil Wars Prada trying to push their new album. Yeah, yeah. I can see, yeah, what you're saying actually makes a lot of sense. They're yeah, even so pushing like the more mentorship band. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're even pushing Memphis Mayfire because I think they're playing ahead of Silverstein as well. Uh, Devil Wears Prada, Memphis Mayfire, Silverstein, then like Mots to Flame. You're right. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's who knows? That's a really good point you brought up because I didn't. I would have never thought that, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, they seem mm-hmm. like those type of guys. So that's all. And yeah. maybe that's completely wrong. Maybe they're pissed that they're not headlining. <laughs> I don't know, but I would guess. Yeah. yeah, I never. I never got a like a all fuck you vibe from Silverstein no. because they're 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 pretty chill guys. The amount of times I've hung out with them, they are just having drinks and shooting the shit and yeah they're really really good guys yeah Yeah. definitely no no doubt about that so yeah now are either of you two going to be able to make that tour when it comes around i have to make that tour (laughs) i'm in love with the devil wears prada especially with their new album coming out and i really do like memphis mayfire like monster flames and silverstein i mean it's a pretty stacked lineup if you ask me i must make it yeah, yeah, and they I'm, are coming to Dallas, so why not? Yeah, I'm the type of guy that wouldn't like go to see a show just to see like half of the package, the lineup. Sure, but because I would probably go for Devil Wears Prada and Silverstein, and not so much like Monster Flames anymore because I they I I they lost me with the newest album, and Memphis Mayfire lost me after the Hollow. So yeah, it's- I would probably. I'd probably be there for Devil Wears Prada and Silverstein, but I feel like I wasted money just to see just two bands and skipping the other two. Gotcha. Yeah, it, I mean, it's no offense to anyone who likes them or the band themselves, but from Lost of Flames lost me the first time they stepped on stage, and then I had to see them like five or six times after that, and each time was just worse than the last time. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. And I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe I saw them. maybe I saw them on six terrible nights for them. I don't know, but... <laughs> I, gotta, I think it's. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think Ian's issue was like uh, Chris Rutter's, um getting tired out easily because of his voice. Uh, I could. I mean, you're right. I do like to have some actual melodic singing in there as well. But no. But then I love frameworks and I love like old capsized stuff as well. Like there's plenty of bands that straight screaming is great. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't get hooked on anything. And then when I saw them live that multiple times, it's just there was nothing about their set that stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, the new Capsize album is really, really good, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, we, we talked about it on the show. There's Yeah, it's great. And I actually talked about it with uh, with Steve from Desires as well. Like it's We talked about how the used have the influence there. And yeah, I love that album too. Uh, but yeah. what I wanted to do too was, did you guys see the announcement that Rock Sound is presenting the Black Parade tribute album. I saw that. Now, what do you guys think? Because here, I'll read the list and then we'll, we'll go through it. So this is a uh, album full of covers and it's all the Black Parade songs. So Before you start, when you get oh. to the 21 Pilots part, you better not say anything. Ah, oh, you ruined it. Number one fan. <laughs> I, knew, I, I, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. My whole gag was going to be that I was going to stop and say, hey, number one fan, would you like to read <laughs> this one? <laughs> All right. You ruined it, Jackson. Yeah, we still love you, man. Yeah, of course. Everyone should already know the whole Black Parade listing because that's how they do it. They go from track all the way down. So I'm just going to read the artist. Track one is one okay rock two is escape the fate three is creeper four is state champs five is crown the empire six is moose blood seven is palisades eight 21 pilots 
Nine is Ghost Town. Ten is New Year's Day. Eleven, Against the Current. Twelve, Chunk, No, Captain Chunk. And thirteen, Asking Alexandria. So yeah, going going back in my mind, uh, I'm trying to listen to the album when I first listened to it for the first time. The it's like the welcome track, I think it is the intro track. The Mono K Rock is a Japanese band, so it's kind of it would be kind of interesting to see how they pulled that rendition off and Escape the Fate doing Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting how that's gonna play out. And I um, and five is the Welcome to Black Parade, right? Yes. And Crown the Empire is doing that, right? Yes, yes. I think yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, that that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Because uh, uh, Crown the Empire was definitely a more theatrical band before yeah. they started like changing their stuff around. So, yeah, I could definitely envision them doing that. I will say there's only one band on this listing that I hate with a passion. I won't even mention their name. Oh, yeah. Drum roll. I won't even know. I'm not even going to do it. There's a band on there that I despise with a passion. But... All the rest are awesome. Like, I think this is, first of all, everyone knows Ian's a mark for covers. Add in one of my all-time masterpiece albums, which is this one, and then have a whole bunch of bands that I love doing them. I don't think you can go wrong with it. I agree. Are you all trying to guess which band it is? Yeah, I'm doing the the drum roll on my end, so... Well, no, I'm not going to say it, but I will will do this. I, I I will ask Jackson, what band do you think it is? <laughs> I think it's between maybe uh, Ask an Alexandria or Twenty One Pilots. I say the same. What? Why would I? Why would I hate Asking Alexandria? I don't know. I've never heard I you love... talk about them. That's why. Oh, well, you didn't reason. start. You didn't start with the show at the beginning. Oh, I love no. Asking Alexandria. I'm even from you know from Death to Destiny. Like I even love. I love that album. I love their new one. I think their new one is still on my top. Like, look, it's hacked to make a top ten list when you're only halfway through the year, if you're keeping track of albums, Asking Alexandria is on my top list right now. Yeah, way off. Yeah, I really did not. I've never heard you talk about Asking Alexandria on the show. That's why I was like, okay, well, maybe he doesn't like Oh, yeah, because I also I went to their show with uh, Bullet for My Valentine as well, and that was an amazing show. So I want to I'm substitute pretty- my guest for New Year's Day. <laughs> okay. Ty, you get one more guess. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, I'm sticking with 21 Pilots. Oh, no, you guys are all wrong. I told you, I'm not going to tell you which one it is. I'm not going to tell you because, look, the whole point of the show is not to, you know, make fun of these bands. I'll just say that I saw this band live and it was one of the worst experiences of my life because they're so terrible. I will not not say who it is. That's the Ian Hates Music tease. Maybe someday. Maybe someday I will tell you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Take it to your grave, man. Yeah, that's... I don't want to put down bands. Ugh, yuck, 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 yuck. But there are so many great, great bands on this list. I am very excited. The album comes out on September 14th, I think. Yeah. I am very excited for this. I don't know. Are you guys as big of cover fans as I am? Not really. No? I am. I really like covers. I, mean, I listen to a couple. I listen to a couple. like the, Yeah, I, I listen to the, the Punk Ghost Pop albums a couple times, but I'm not really a fan of like cover albums as long as they're good gotcha i really like the punk goes pop albums and all these little concept albums all those cover albums or cover eps i really do enjoy them oh very nice yeah me too me too so we'll see how it goes switching gears now i have not gotten the chance to really give this a good listen yet because of all the other stuff that's been going on but have you guys heard of i think you say it as uh cn var yep did great you, great did, stuff you great listen stuff. Oh, okay so, yeah 
what would you say? Like, is this a definite, like, everyone should be listening to this? Yes, because it's, of course, it's Will Swan from Dance Gavin Dance. And you hear a lot of, like, uh, the Dance Gavin Dance stuff in there because of the guitar work that Will Swan does. But it's definitely more on the alternative rock side. Okay. And has a little bit of, like, a post-hardcore stuff, but it's mainly, like, all singing and not a lot of, like, screaming, if you will. So, okay. yeah, definitely give CM Bar a listen because I'm pretty sure they've been on tour with Dance Gavin Dance a whole bunch of times. And it's um, it's Will Swan. What can you do? Yeah, and a lot like Birds as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hail the Sun and Stole Us as well. So, yeah, yeah they're a super group, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I would definitely give that a listen for sure. Jackson, have you had a chance? Yeah, I actually checked it about an hour or 30 minutes before the show started. Okay. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I cannot wait for that album because... I don't know. It just really sat well with me. I don't really, I don't really want to go too much into detail of it because I really can't. But oh, okay. just listening to it, I just really enjoyed it. It's, it was that kind of thing. I'm definitely going to give it a listen. So everyone, make sure you check that out because their album's coming out this Friday, and you can stream it on some sites right now. So legal stream. sites too. Yeah, legal, legal, <laughs> legal sites. You can, yeah, you can go ahead and listen there. All right. So let's get to one of the things I was talking about before. So do you guys listen to the new? capture the crown song the lake no no nope. hate that band, that band. <laughs> and it's not because i haven't heard it oh, or heard of it it's yeah my choice i heard it and that's fucking like hilarious it. all right well i appreciate that you guys are, are, are saying that so yeah i look i will give this album a shot when it comes out because i give every album a shot i don't write off bands even even the band that I mentioned that's on that cover album, I, I will still <laughs> I will still listen to that. But Capture the Crown is another band that I've seen multiple times. And wow, they try their hardest, or at least recently, they were trying their hardest and failing at being a plot in you, which is already tough to do. That was their initial failure. But now this track... Impossible without landing tours. It's impossible without landing tours. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. They're, they were trying to do it. It wasn't working. And then now it looks like they've gone back to, quote unquote, their roots with this yeah. track. And you guys didn't listen to it. But basically, it's like, you know, back in the day when they were doing, you know, That's Not a Knife, whatever. You I call that a knife. Yeah, see, I don't even care enough. About the, <laughs> I don't even care enough about the track. The knife song, man. Yeah, the knife song. Now, I will tell you. You break up with your girlfriend, you break up with your significant other, whatever it happens to be, and you listen to that track, you'll start bobbing your head. I, I love a track that says the C word every once in a while. You know, it's, it's great. You don't hear that enough now that I'm not in England. I don't get to hear that enough, so it's great. Yeah, bring, yeah thank you, Bring Me the Horizon. Yes, yes, absolutely. But now they've kind of moved away from that old school stuff. So, look, they have a new track. If Capture the Crown is your thing, go ahead and listen to it. They have definitely returned to whatever they were doing before. It's not my yeah. thing, and it's not it's not Jackson and Ty's thing. So no, I, I actually saw them live once, and this was before their newer stuff came out. This is when they were performing uh, the knife song and all those things, and I'll never forget how horrible they were live. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but not just that, the fan reaction. I mean. Because at the time, the reason why they weren't liked is because they were called the Ask Alexandria Copycat Band. Yeah, right. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes. That's when the first wave of hate first came in. Right. And I'll never forget being in the crowd <laughs> and everyone just saying, hey, what's up with One Direction up there? What are they doing at South by So What? <laughs> or, hey, is that the Jonas Brothers? Like, just every single 
pop band. That's well, what they would say that band is. And then it's funny because they would actually bring a, a really big crowd. That was the odd oh, part, yeah. but no, no, but not in a good way. That oh, it okay. was like a comedian show. Like it was, it was like, hey, you want a good laugh? There's no other good bands <laughs> going. Let's go, let's go check these guys and throw some tomatoes at them or whatever. I will tell you, the last time I saw them. It was not ironic that they had a big crowd. That crowd fucking loved them. The last really? time I saw them, yeah, it was probably like six months ago, somewhere around there. And Rolling in reverse fans. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, we're really bringing the hate today. <laughs> oh, um, just in case you guys didn't know, um, the former member of uh, Capture the Crown named Ty March has a country project that's been out since last year. 2015 he has a single out called finally friday so if you guys who are listening to this hey capture the crown definitely listen to ty march's uh country <laughs> project because so my could... boy did the music video for that and the song oh. was actually good oh okay gotcha see oh, I, I was actually went, good. this this took a turn I yeah i know <laughs> i i thought you were gonna go for the joke of hey at least you can hate on the country instead of <laughs> instead yeah, of no, that, no, but, no. okay all no. right interesting yeah see that's why yeah, we have def- a show with different perspectives right yeah definitely check that oh, out okay. for sure Ty March, don't forget it. Ty March. All right, there we go. Well, I'll even check it out. I'm not a country music fan, but I'll take a look. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We're done. We're done with talking about Capture the Crown. Hopefully forever. Hopefully yeah. forever. But like I said, we talk about all the scene news. We talk about everything. So get our opinions out there. Hey, if you love Capture the Crown, let us know. You know, tell us the best tracks to listen to that exemplify how great they are, whatever it happens to be. I'll give it a shot. But I have heard all their stuff, and I don't think that exists. But, hey, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. I would love to yeah. talk to them. I would yep. I would certainly talk to them. Oh, and, yeah, we'll have them on the show. Yeah, see how they talk about the music and see if there's passion there or something. It doesn't seem like there is, but, I, you know, no. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, switching gears completely... I was very excited because Bayside released a brand new track today because their album's coming out on the 19th, I believe. I've Been Dead All Day came out, I think it was actually today or yesterday or somewhere around there, but you can find it on Spotify, you can go purchase it, uh, you can you know pre-order their album and I'm sure you'll get it that way as well. Did you guys get a chance to listen to the track? Uh, not so much, nah. What about you, Because I'm still stuck on like, uh, the old school Bayside stuff. Oh, sure. I checked it out. I didn't really dig it too much, but okay. I don't want anyone to go off of my thoughts because <laughs> I didn't even really like the old stuff either. I just, I'm just not a Bayside fan, and it's not because they're bad or anything. I have nothing against them. I just, it's just one of those things. I just don't really yeah. dig it too much. But yeah, but I need to listen. It's not bad. It's just not me, basically. Yeah. Anthony Ranieri is still a musical genius. Oh yeah, without, with yeah. or without our opinion. So oh yeah, and look. Look, if we got two, we've got a a medium Bayside fan, a non-Bayside fan. I'm a huge Bayside fan, so I'll pick up the slack for this. I thought this song was awesome, and I just played it on repeat like a bunch today uh, in between all the other stuff I was listening to. I'm a big fan. I think what they do, I was surprised because I didn't think they were going to make it out from where they were before, and each album I thought has been great, and I think Anthony, yeah, is, is a genius he did a great interview and I forget who it was with, but talking about how they're almost like a Broadway act where the way that he actually makes songs is a lot different than a lot of other people. And it's so catchy and developed and theatrical, but in a punk way, if that makes sense. So basically he's saying that whatever songs he makes, he goes in with like a, a Broadway 
um, kind of like visionary. If yeah, you will. like a mentality. Like a act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like he's almost composing those big Broadway show tunes, but makes oh, okay. it punk. Basically, yeah, I have to think like that is pretty special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it may not be everyone's thing, but you can't take away from the talent of the right, band. Right, you for can't sure. dog no. on it. You can't throw that away. That that's why no. I was. That's why I was really careful with my words because yes, I know <laughs> that they're good. Like I just, I just don't like it myself. Totally understand. Because I know that you know they are really respected and you know high talent. Yeah, and they're one of those bands that I've seen live so many times and they never disappoint. We yeah, can I'm, talk all day. Still, I'm still waiting for AFI Sing the Sorrow to become a Broadway musical number. So, <laughs> is that really supposed to happen? I don't even know. Yeah, I hope it does because look at look at that American Idiot. Dude, we might as well have the Black Parade True. too. Yeah, yeah you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> look, we have Spider Man. Might as well. Put... All right, I think we're done with all the news, all the tours, and everything. So why don't we hit up? the reviews reviews yes so ty you weren't able to listen to desires yet yeah but one song though and i definitely got a being as an ocean vibe from the song safe haven that they did the reveal for so yeah it's definitely going to be like uh when i listen to that it's going to be i'm going to get a like a very like spoken word hardcore vibe to it but i'm still going to pretty much enjoy because i enjoy being this oceans material so yeah definitely i'm definitely going to like it in the end probably because i'll be listening to that all night i did listen to the whole ep yep and just like ty said i did get a huge being as an ocean like vibe from it just a more lighter version because being as an ocean is much more heavier sure Mm -hmm. but i say being as an ocean vibe because that's the only thing i feel like you can compare this band to oh i have a couple more but see but to me like they're such on a different level to me like, Being As an Ocean, to me, is the only band I can compare them to, but they really are their own band. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I really like what they're doing. I enjoy the song Crux. I do enjoy that breakdown. Sad to hear oh, that, no, he, that I, the singer does not like it. No, look, I told him straight up that I love that, too. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he says everyone loves it, and that's the thing. So, you know, that's I think that's fine. Like You don't always have to, you know, enjoy everything, but I, I certainly did. Mm-hmm. Right, I really enjoyed Crux, and I can't remember the name of it, but the opening song of the EP, I really enjoyed too. Oh, Those um, are my two top songs. On Being Alone, I think is what right, it's called. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you know, obviously, I told him in the conversation that I fucking love this EP, and I do. I think it's great. I compared them to Being as an Ocean and a more aggressive Hotel Books. Okay. Because if you've heard Hotel Books is new stuff. They are a little bit, they try for a little bit heavier, but it's it's a mix of melodic hardcore and screamo, especially because listen to his voice, like listen to the way, like you can hear that passion in his voice and what he's singing. And we, you know, we joke around that whole EP basically is, is about an ex. I mean, that's, you know, I straight up asked oh, him. Oh, yeah. I straight up asked him about that. Like, <laughs> no doubt about it. Sometimes you need something like that. That's yeah, not right. a bad thing. And you can mm-hmm. hear his like I think he has a very unique scream. But one of the one of the cool things that I thought that came out of that conversation was that he's friends with Landon Tours as well. Oh. And he worked on his scream. And then oh, also man. also their drummer, I think, made the music videos. They've got this really strong a plot and you connection. And who knows where that's gonna lead in the future because I asked him about like that pitch scream that he's trying to work on. 
Like that could be really interesting if he continues in that direction. Yeah. I I don't know. I see a lot of promise in this band. I see them as, you know, you could throw them in that melodic hardcore category, but I think they're different enough that they're going to stand out. That actually makes me pretty excited for the next album, them knowing that they've been working with people like that. Because, of course, they couldn't showcase fully everything with just a beginning EP, and this is only the beginning. Oh yeah, and especially yeah. and especially you can't really tell fully what they're going for. If I know we love the breakdown, but if he doesn't like the breakdown, I'm sure on the next album is gonna be like, all right, but this time I'm not gonna do anything I don't like. This oh, yeah. is gonna be what we've learned and what I and what we like, and let's let them have it. So I'm actually really excited for the next album. I didn't know anything about their correlation to the plot and you or anything. That's really cool. Yeah, apparently they live pretty close pretty close by and that they've been able to like work stuff out with that stuff so yeah it depends i'm not even saying that they need that either because if they continue going in the direction that they want to go in i think it's gonna be great and i know i mentioned the ep's name a bunch in the actual conversation but the ep is called the one you feed go out buy that ep get a shirt bundle they're going to be out south by so that's also a big thing coming up so i would definitely go see them we'll have the links uh for their music videos for safe haven and for crux we'll have all the links to get in touch with them and to get their music because i think they deserve it and i really enjoyed that conversation with him because i got to learn a lot like we talked about how they made their music videos we talked about his scream we talked about where they think they're going and i all that stuff is very interesting to me yeah it's actually really cool because i will be checking them out at so what music fest it's going to be here in dallas Mm -hmm. in elm street in elm street i don't know people who have been listening to the show all these concerts that i've been giving you guys updates on they're all held in elm street right most of these venues so this so what music fest is actually going to be a bunch of different stages spread out through that one street which is going to be really cool and it's hosted by third string productions which is actually the label that signed desires so just the whole thing how it mixes together is actually really cool he said it was going to be different than the way it's been in the past. So exactly what you said is now on that street. I guess, is it going to be that all those different clubs are going to have the stage inside? So it's not like it's an outdoor stage. It's going to be that you get to go to these different venues and see exactly. the bands, which is pretty cool. I like that idea. Yeah, the whole because so what is always an Air Hog Stadium, which is a minor league baseball stadium. And I've went for the last five years in a row to me. So what? In my opinion, I hope I don't piss anyone off, it's better than Warped Tour. The way they run that festival is awesome. Um, They always have a great lineup. But they're switching it up, and they're doing it on a one-way street called Elm Street. And what it is is it's a bunch of bars and tattoo shops and and venues. And horror movie killers? And horror movie killers, yes. Lots of of graffiti and just just that really cool punk hardcore vibe kind of deal you get from there. So it's going to be really cool to see them in that. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Ty, do you need to leave? Oh, uh, yes. That's okay. right. I just, I just saw the time. I was like, oh, shit. We're keeping Ty here. Uh, yeah. Do you want to say a quick goodbye? Uh, yes. Uh, Ty Rock City music blog. Definitely uh, tyrockcity.wordpress.com. Keep a lookout for that. And going to be posting a lot of these episodes from now on when they come out exactly. So, cool. yeah, definitely... I'll definitely be posting more show reviews in the coming weeks and months or so. So, yeah, definitely keep a lookout. All right, Jackson. We are going to continue on with this show. Onward and upward. That's what they say. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Once again, highly recommend the EP, The One You Feed by Desires. Now, 
Did you get a chance to listen to the new Moose Blood, the uh, Blush? Yes, I actually have not stopped listening. To oh, that really? New okay. Album Blush. Yeah, um, I'm. I haven't been the biggest fan of Moose Blood, mm-hmm. but there was about three songs off their last album that I really enjoyed. So I really wanted to hear what they had for Blush, because before the last album, all they've had was EPs that aren't nothing to me to what they sound like now. Right. And right. I really, really enjoy the new album Blush. I honestly don't even know how a band like them got into this scene. Well, they're because they they're emo, right? Right, they're like an emo punk. But I could totally see them just being like I don't even know how to explain it to be honest That's, with you. But it's true. I just feel like it's a different kind because like they get put together. Like let's say you look up Mooseblood, right? And let's say if you have iTunes or Spotify, you look at related artists and you see bands like Neck Deep, Knuckle Puck. Yeah, see, I don't see that at all. <laughs> Yeah, neither. That's what I was trying to get to. Like, sure. I don't see how they get put in the picture that they're in, but I'm glad they are there because I know if they weren't put in that picture, I wouldn't have found them. Gotcha. Their new album to me is really good from start to finish. Um, I've been really anticipating, or I've been anticipating this album. I think everybody has, and it's just a really good album. I really can't name a favorite song, but I can't name a song I don't like. Ah, so that's gotcha. kind of a good problem to have. Yeah, that is. That is a very good problem. For me, and I'm glad you enjoyed the album so much, I liked it as well. My problem is I have to be, I don't know, I have to be in a different mood to listen to that. And I don't I find just, myself yeah. in that type of mood often <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I think they're really talented and I like the album. I just don't know if it'll show up. It's kind of like last week when we were talking about Periphery, right? And you said you liked it for what it was, but... You don't see yourself listening to it again. Like I can see myself listening to Moose Blood again for sure and giving it more and more listens, but I don't think that their tracks are going to make it on a playlist. Like this week I have that this huge playlist I just continue putting tracks on and like every Desires track from the one you feed made it into that playlist. Whereas, and then Periphery too. I have a bunch of Periphery tracks that I put in that I enjoy when they come on. With Mooseblood, at least right now, I don't have anything that I need to go back to. Yeah, and it would be really um, weird to put a Mooseblood song in that playlist. You just <laughs> well, no, I'll tell you. <laughs> I had the weirdest shit. Like, I was, uh, I had it on today uh, while I was working in the lab, so other people hear the, the tracks as well. And it went from, and I just randomize it. So it went from a Periphery track to the new Bayside track to Hey Jealousy by Jim Blossoms to, oh to The Plot and You and then whatever. So no, no, my that playlist is just long with whatever thing just pops into my mind. I have the new right. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Panic of the Disco that was in Suicide so Squad. Sick. Like, Yeah, it's just like in there because I like that track. I will see. I will give Mooseblood a little bit more of a chance because I respect what they're doing. I think they're very talented. I just didn't get as into it as it's totally understandable you're right you do kind of got to be in the mood to listen to them maybe once the winter comes around and starts snowing (laughs) up there where you're at no don't even talk jackson don't talk about that oh no bring out your shovel something to shovel snow to i need to move to texas man once you start talking snow i'm like fuck i gotta get there like yeah i I don't know if i know this isn't show related but see i think that's so funny how like people people from the north hate the snow and they want to come to places like this but me living here yeah i 
pray that it snows every Well, because it down shuts here. down the fucking state. <laughs> I remember living <laughs> in Texas. It would snow and no one would know what to do. And everything was canceled. Like work was canceled. I can't tell you the last time work was canceled. It's like it, half an inch of snow and the whole uh, Texas just shuts down. Yeah, yeah. Like that I'm fine with. <laughs> that I'm okay with. But it's when you're trudging through four feet of snow to make it to work. There are delays. and every, I mean, everyone knows what snow happened. You know, everyone knows that shit. But yeah, once you start, I can't believe you just mentioned snow. I haven't thought about that. Oh, oh no. Oh man, it's Do the you worst. Hate snow more than the band that you won't mention off the rock. Oh yes, up. yes, yes, I do. Oh, wow, I, I hate triggered s- something. I didn't mean to. Oh no, I hate <laughs> snow more than almost anything. If I could live my life with never seeing snow again, it would be too soon. That cliche statement, like I despise it. There is nothing good because I don't ski. And I don't snowboard or anything like that. So there is nothing that comes with snow that's any good. So anyways. Everyone uh, here is waiting for that snow. (laughs) Yeah, because you get fucking time off. So Moose Blood, two thumbs up, right? Yeah, definitely big two thumbs up for me. Nice. Now, you had sent me the link for the band camp for God Alone, which is the EP from continuing members of Devil Wears Prada. I don't really know how to come at this. Okay, so I was expecting something a lot different than the Devil Wears Prada, and we definitely got that, and I know you could agree with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and anyone who's heard it. But it definitely wasn't what I expected at all. No, no, it wasn't. And I don't want to say it's bad because I just feel like a jackass by saying that. <laughs> well, no, that's but, that's the thing. I mean, I, I think so, I'll, I'll go to where I think you're you're going with this. Is it so different? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's so different and it's so not what you're expecting that I think there's an adaption period to it. And I think with all the music that we have that we love, when something like this comes around and it doesn't hit you, you're like, okay, well, I don't need to listen to it anymore. You know what I mean? There's nothing that we have to do. Like We go ahead and we listen to stuff for the show so we can educate people on this and let them know that it exists but we don't have to love everything like we bring things to the show that we love but there's news of bands that we don't really care about or whatever that we might still talk about on the show this is one of those things where it doesn't hit us you know yeah and i think their approach at this is they don't really care what we would have to say as much as they would care about what we would have to say about the devil is product because (laughs) i think with this with Devil's Prod, I guarantee they take it so much more seriously. With this, I have a feeling this is just a garage band kind of approach. Mm. They're not trying to make it big, if you ask me. I think this is just, hey, let's make some music that's not Devil's Prada, just us friends, because they didn't go out and get anybody. Right. See, I didn't know this, but the singer is the screamer of Devil's Prada, the guitarist is the guitarist of Devil's Prada. But the other bassists and the drummers are also on the Devil's Prada. They're like the drum techs and all those things. So it's right. just friends of the on the band. Yeah. Just making some music. And if they make some money off of it on Bandcamp, they didn't even make it go through iTunes. It's yeah, just right. like, you know, why the hell not? You know, it's like that kind of approach I feel like they're doing. Sure. They don't care if it sounds good. It doesn't sound like it really got produced or anything. It's just we're making music for the fuck of it. And bam, you know. Yeah. If you like it, cool. Maybe they're just blowing off steam, and that's just something that they want to do, but they know they'd be crucified if they put it on a Devil Wears Prada album. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I can respect it. I I kind of feel what they're going for, but... Well, here. I'll hear the other songs, because they only released a single. Right. Yeah, you'd have to buy... Yeah. 
Yeah, you never know. We might end up getting attached to it. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> it's possible. That's why I like some weird shit. Yeah, that's why I always give this music a chance. You know what I mean? Something comes up, someone recommends something to me, I go listen to it. I'm not going to go like, no, I'm not going to check that out. Like, you just never know what's going to hit you. Everyone out there, go ahead and check out It's God Alone. And it's the EP is called Low Fire. So, you know, make your own opinions. Let us know. Like, let us know if we're missing something. You know, let us let us know what you think. Uh, if you have the same opinion, whatever it happens to be, just check it out. Now, we can move into the breakdown from the past. Okay, my breakdown from the past. And this was inspired by Ian's breakdown from the past quite a while ago when he said oh, yeah. the band Drugs. Oh, sure. So you think of a super band. My breakdown from the past is the band Isles and Glaciers. I don't ah, know if anyone remembers that. Very nice. It was Johnny Craig, Vic Fuentes, Craig Owens, Mike Fuentes, and the guitarist of Sleeping With Sirens all started a band, and they released an EP called The Hearts of Lonely People. And yes. the whole EP itself wasn't really what hit everybody. It was really the track Cemetery Weather. Oh, that right, I right, right. really, really liked, especially me. I thought the whole EP was really good, but it kind of reminds me of when I first got into the music because, let's be honest, or at least for me and my sort of view, when I first got into the music, the bands that got me going were the lighter bands like Sleeping With Sirens, Chiodos, sure. Pierce the Veil. I don't really listen to those bands anymore. Oh, man, but, if you're not listening to Pierce the Veil, you're missing out. Okay, wait, I take that back. Okay. Pierce the Veil's new album, Misadventures, is really good. Fucking I, great. I don't mean it like that, but right, I, right, right, I gotcha. of course I don't listen to Chiodos anymore because their new album wasn't all that great, and they're, I guess, in a hiatus or they're broken up. I'm not really sure with that's, them. Once again, that's what we were talking about with Steve from Desires. Yeah, I think they're broken up. Yeah, I, I don't really know what that is, but they're there. I just don't listen to them anymore. Sure, sure. And Sleeping with Sirens, I just don't like the new direction they took. Right, same. Uh, Pierce the Veil stuck to the course the whole way. Yeah. Um, I really like Johnny Craig. I know you do too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that super band, I guess you would call it the Golden State Warriors of the alternative scene. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come <laughs> on now. Come on. You're gonna use oh gross. Oh gross. on Ian Hates music, you're gonna mention Golden State Warriors as if it's something good. The oh, Barcelona fuck. of alternative Ah jeez. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let that one slide because I don't want to go into all that stuff. So. I've gone on that side two shows in a row. Last show was with 21 Pilots. Now I, basketball, man. It's all right, buddy. It's all right. I'm going to let that stuff slide. But yeah, um, I used to really jam that EP a lot. I really enjoyed it. I agree. Um, don't really have a favorite song. They were really. It was really just a joy just listening to the different voices and thinking back to the bands they play for and just seeing them all play together was really cool. Yeah. Especially for a young, you know, younger version or whatever of us. I you know, it was just really cool to see that come together. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That was a very good choice, man. Nice job. For me, Breakdown from the Past this week is going to be a band that made two albums and is now morphed into a separate band. So I will get to that in a second. The band's name is Us From Outside. And I always get that confused. I want to say Us From The Outside. It's Us From Outside. Now... They're screamo, metalcore, post-hardcore, straight up. They came out around the same time as Woe Is Me. But I think personally, I think they did it better. They had two albums, like I said, in 2010, inspired by the threat of failure, and in 2011, revived. 
Now, this was also a band, unfortunately, that had a lot of inner strife. So after their first album came out, their original vocalist, Michael, decided to leave the band because of the direction that they wanted to go in. And there were a lot of infighting and a lot of like stuff on... I don't even know if it was Twitter back then. Whatever it was, they were fighting back and forth. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> you know, Facebook, whatever, whatever it happened to be. But then their bassist, Kenny, stepped up to do vocals for the second album. And I think he had one other person because there's a lot of back and forth screaming and... Uh, melodic that they also do harmonies for i think this band does it very very well and they miss out on some points they're not a perfect band but i would say in most cases every single track on these two albums are good and kenny kind of had the same vocal range that michael did so if you listen to them and you didn't know the backstory you might think that they were the same band but technically they weren't but i would definitely give both of these albums a check now michael left this band and went into everyone dies in utah during i think when polarities for or during polarities whether he had i don't know if he wrote songs with them or he just played during touring but now he's no longer with them either and i don't know if he does music anymore but this band us from outside morphed from what they were here into chasing safety so do you know who chasing safety is yeah i don't i know who chasing safety is but i don't know the the us from outside band that's them it's it's wow like, it's them without this guy michael i don't even so know they if they completely added re they rebranded themselves just because one person yeah i mean i i don't know if revive because i'm very bad with knowing how albums do like i don't know how much money they made what you know place in the billboard top chart or whatever right it's it's right. only rarely where i hear something about that on facebook where like crown the empire just recently had stuff same with uh forevermore they were able to get high on the rankings so they showed that but i have no idea what what these bands got so they have just morphed into chasing safety and they have one album out called season of the dead and i'll talk about them some other time but what i wanted to focus on specifically was us from outside because i think these albums if you want straight up post-hardcore metalcore these are two great albums for people to check out because it just has those dueling vocals it has the harmonies has the breakdowns plus the riffs it's just great great vocals as well so yeah i really want to check that out actually it sounds really interesting yeah, it's, us from outside. It's yeah, it's us, comma from outside. It's not the best way. To, it's not the best way to write the <laughs> the title of the band, but that's what they were going for. So that's what they got. So I know you can find both albums on Spotify. And right? Are the albums revived and inspired by the threat of failure? Yes, inspired okay, by. They're the threat on of iTunes fa- too. Then. Oh, there you go. Now to get everyone all psyched up and ready, upcoming albums, two bands right away. And you might as well give away the big one. The Amity Affliction, this could be heartbreak. Bam. Right there. And I mean, man. Yeah. I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, because to, to me, I didn't find Amity Affliction till they released um, Don't Lean On Me. What, which is the the name Chasing of their Ghost? newest album? Well, no, no, no Chasing Ghost was one. before that, but then... Uh, right, yeah. Let the Ocean Take, there it is. Okay, I was Let, about to say, no. okay. I first got into Amity Affliction when they released the new album, Let the Ocean Take Me. And right then and there, I fell in love with them. 
I only own my favorite albums on vinyl. Everything else I just get off iTunes and it's no big deal. Sure. But when I get really attached to an album, I take it to that next level and I purchase it on vinyl. Nice. So I only have about 15 vinyls because of that. Right. And Let the Ocean Take Me to me was such a masterpiece. And that was the first album I heard of them. Oh, man. Have you gone and back? And then I went to Chasing oh. Ghosts. No, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not even done with them. All I right, went there we back go. to Chasing Ghosts. And I love Chasing Ghosts. I love Young Blood. Yes. I mean, all those albums, like from beginning to now, they're perfect. I love Young Blood. That's crazy. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, people can say, and it's true, a lot of their stuff sounds very similar. They have a formula that they use. There's no doubt about that. But somehow they play around with it where I'm still very interested. Really have not changed much. You're right about that. No, but it, it works. It's It still works. I'm sure they've lost fans from time to time. But it really doesn't matter because they've got their really passionate fans. And everyone's super excited for any time they have something new coming out. Definitely next week have a long review for Amity Affliction. Uh, this could be heartbreak. Like, when did you get into them? Oh, dude, I'm I'm back. Young Bloods. Oh yeah, I'm I'm original. <laughs> I'm original. Amity Affliction. Back in the beginning of this show, back in the beginning of Ian hates music, we had an episode where I think we did the entire discography. So yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. We will see how this new album comes out. I've already liked the tracks already, so I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you because. They tie a lot, not, I wouldn't say a lot, but they quite from time to time bring religion into their music. Right. But in like the negative way. Yeah, the negative way. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And me being religious, sometimes it's like, oh man, did you have to say that? (laughs) But they're so good that I just like, it's kind of like, um, when the previous podcast, when you had Josh on from convictions, it's like, it doesn't matter. I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but I will never throw away a band just because of something that they believe in. Because that's like me saying I only listen to Christian music and the re- the rest is crap. Right. Or uh, let's say of them, because they don't believe in that, they only will not listen to Christian music, which would be wrong on both parts. So I don't think of it of that nature, but that's just to me how good they are i just completely throw that to the side they're really talented guys and they've been around the block for a long time i don't think they've had too many member changes as you know for me i'm i'm not religious but i still will have bands on that talk religion if they want to you know what i mean like i have no problem it's actually i don't know if you saw that forevermore shared the you know shared the stuff on facebook and the thing that they put in the main status of it was hey they also ian and jared also have a conversation about religion even without the same ideological beliefs or something you know i'm paraphrasing but i thought that was pretty interesting because yeah that's how i felt was obviously i'm not going to pretend especially on this show especially on my own show I am not going to pretend <laughs> to be something that I'm not. Like, that is not the right. point. Like, sure, I play a character every once in a while, mostly on the movie one. Not, you know, not so much on the music one. But I play You're char- so much more aggressive on the movie show. Oh, yeah, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I play, I play such a character. Wait, wait until you hear, uh, or you might have gotten a chance to because this will come out after uh, the Suicide Squad one. I was about to ask you that earlier. Has the Suicide Squad one dropped? Because I just saw the movie yesterday, and I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about it. It came out yesterday. It came out yesterday. So go ahead, take a listen. And we'll definitely talk about that. For what sure. episode is it? Thirty-two now. Uh, we will definitely talk more Suicide Squad. That's for sure. But there's there's a couple aggressive parts in there where 
<laughs> oh, I can only imagine. But I will. I I think you'll be surprised as well. Uh, so I will mention that. But yes, I play characters every once in a while. Not so much on this show, unless I'm joking around about something. But I definitely do on on other shows. I will be on Ian hates love as well. I will definitely do a character <laughs> from oh from time to time. I will definitely be doing a character. Anyways, we got way off track. Yeah, uh, we were on religion and we jumped all the way to Ian hates love. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Amni Affliction comes out this week. We'll definitely have a full review. And then also Nine Shrines comes out on Friday as well. And that one I'm interested because that's that super group that we had talked about before as well. They have the members of like Life on Repeat and Attack Attack and a couple of other bands as well. So I'm going to give that. It's only, you know, it's only, I say only in quotation marks, a EP called Misery. But I really did like the track that they released already so i am looking forward to seeing what they do with the rest of it yeah same here i actually haven't heard the track so i'm excited first of all to hear that after the show's done oh yeah but that lineup i mean most people would call it a super group some people won't because when they think of those bands that they don't exist anymore it's like mm. oh i don't really you know maybe not too much but i'm actually really excited to hear that now that you bring that up yeah we'll have a we'll have a review for that as well I think that covers everything because since the show went long as it, as it tends to when we get talking about music that we love and stuff, I'm going to save the review of the I Prevail show until next week because I'm also seeing Deftones this week. So I'll do two reviews for that because it was worth talking about each one of these bands because I think each one of them did really, really great. So it's worth giving them their time uh, because it was pretty interesting. So I'll save that for next week, though. We'll do both of those. So let me finish off here by thanking Steve from Desires again. Third String Records for a great EP, The One You Feed. Very glad they were able to pick it up and distribute it. Make sure you support bands like this. They definitely deserve it. I really enjoyed that conversation with Steve. And I'm looking forward to, even though they just put out this EP, I even told him during that conversation, I'm looking forward to new stuff already. Like, I want to see what direction they want to take this band in. I'm hoping that they make it up to the East Coast. I know they've got a few dates right now. Just like I said, they're playing So What? They're playing a few other dates. So take a look for them if you get a chance because they're unique. They stand out in this really crowded, melodic, hardcore area. So once again, thank you very much to Steve. Jackson, do you have anything you want to plug? Everyone, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please continue to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, basically all the show streaming websites. Um, yeah, if you can, please rate us, comment, tell us what you think. You know, get to us. We really do like to hear what you guys say or see what you guys say. Thank you very much. Yeah, well done. I don't even think I have to do any more plugs after that. The only thing I'll just make sure to be specific about is like Jackson said, we're an interactive show and people talk to me all the time about it. So spread it around too, because I know Jackson and Ty like to hear this stuff as well, but you can always go ahead on Twitter. It's at Ian hates podcast on Instagram. Ian hates podcast on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Ian hates. And then you can also go to the website. There's a submit form there that you can talk about how much we suck or how our opinions are awesome. <laughs> Whatever it happens to be. It's Mainly we suck. 
But yeah, who knows? I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's the internet. What, what else are you going to expect? Yeah. Uh, so that's www.ianhates.com. That has every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies. I'm not even going to go into Ian Hates Movies because Jackson and I already did a little bit. Suicide Squad just came out. So enjoy that. Hopefully more than the actual movie. <laughs> and then go oh from there. Gosh. Yeah, just go from there. But you can get every single episode of both of those, stream them and download. If you don't happen to like iTunes or something like that, you can do it that way. And once again, new show coming soon. I will talk about that a lot more in detail later. Who knows? Maybe even another new show. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of stuff happening. So stay tuned for all that kind of stuff. Now, Jackson, I know I put you on the spot every week, but I'm going to do it one more time. Have you thought of a catchphrase or anything that you want to go out on everybody keep jamming and rest easy everybody not bad not bad i like it yeah there we go i got that i didn't want to do a slow clap because that takes too long so i just did a regular that one settle in keep jamming (laughs) and rest easy so i think now because uh steve told me that i could choose whatever tracks to end everything you know you heard the intro track earlier we started off with crux because that's a that's a song that everyone knows. I want to end the show tonight with Mercury, which is one of Steve's favorites. So enjoy this track. I think it's going to really amp you up, especially for the end of the show. You're going to want to go out and purchase the one you feed because it is really good and it's worth your money. So make sure you do that. So we'll end the show with Mercury, but I will end the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. one.